Okay, so I've been reading ahead on Excalibur, and uh, whoa. Uh, hi, guys. Hey, hey, Miles. Hi, Miles. Not that it's not great to see you all, but we've got to record an episode, and... Oh, we know. That's why we're here. The time has come. To unleash the apocalypse? No, dude, to record the summer special. I mean, Logan's written a whole new adventure, and we've got Max back on, and Crystal came down all the way from Seattle. Wow. Uh, okay, cool. So, X-Men 92 again? Oh, was this supposed to be 92? No, no, Logan, it's cool. You're good. Miles, the rest of us talked about it, and we thought it might be fun to change it up, so we're actually going to be doing X-Men Evolution this time. Uh, sure. Sounds good. Evolution is kind of out of my wheelhouse, though. What do I need to know? Okay, so X-Men Evolution is an alternate universe high school reimagining of the X-Men. Yeah, Storm, Wolverine, Professor X, they're all adults, but all the other X-Men are still teenagers. Cool. Sounds like pretty much the same cast I'm used to, then. Well, I mean, except for Spike. Spike? Storm's nephew. His powers are basically Marrow's powers. Is he a Morlock, too? Not at first. Yeah, his powers go haywire in, like, season three, I think. Because of a secondary mutation? Uh, because of tainted sports drinks. What?! Jay Rachel Edidin. And I'm Miles Stokes. And we are here to explain the X-Men. Because it's about time someone did. Welcome to episode 125 of Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men, where we walk you through the ins, outs, and retcons of comics' greatest superhero soap opera, or in this case, dress up in kind of half-assed cosplay with a bunch of our friends and play through it. That's right. It is still technically summer, barely, when this comes out. So it's time for our second annual summer special, which, to remind everyone, was an awesome stretch goal that was hit by our rad Patreon supporters. So blame them for all of the high school ridiculousness that you're about to hear. They're actually not the only ones at fault this time. Once again, we let you vote on which characters we played, and the results were unprecedented. First, though, I think we should go around, we should introduce our players. We have a couple returning folks and one new so I think we should start off with Logan Bonner, um, who you might remember if you heard last year's summer special, our one and only game master who has adapted and written the module that we are going to be playing through today and will be running us through the wild world of Bayville. That's right. Yes, I'm Logan Bonner. I am a game designer at Paizo Publishing. I've worked at Wizards of the Coast and a bunch of other companies. And I have uh, put together something that I think will surprise everybody a little bit, but it's based on X-Men Evolution. So old cartoons, new cartoons, we're sticking in theme. On the scale of, like, dignity and professional accomplishments, where would you put this? Uh, I would put it about a two on dignity, about an eight on professional accomplishments. That's about what we're shooting for. <laughs> I I'm refuse intrigued. to disclose the scales uh, bottom and top. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Crystal. Hi, I'm Crystal Frazier. I'm a developer at Paizo. I've worked for a couple of other RPG companies as well. Uh, Palladium Books, Green Ronin, uh, Wright Publishing. And I am here visiting for the very first time on the podcast. I used to be old college friends with Jay and Miles. Yes, indeed. And it's random we've ended up in the same part of the country, completely across the country. But I feel good about that. Literally the opposite end of the continent. <laughs> I feel like a lot of Florida kids kind of end up in the Pacific Northwest. It is the only place to escape the heat and the traumatic memories. There's always Alaska, but it's got enough tourism that you can only sort of get away from some of it. By the time you go to Alaska, you've kind of looped back around to everything you're trying to avoid. Also, vampiric moose, I'm pretty sure. Just hundreds of them. And, you know, Canadians wandering over the border trying to escape Wendigos. Oh, Canada. I know about Canada. I've read X-Men. And uh, I'm Max Carlton. I do Waiting for the Tea, which is a Tumblr full of comics about comics. 
I also do uh, I love television zines.com with my friend Tina, and we've started a podcast called Welcome to Storybrook, which is about once upon a time. If you enjoy complex continuity and vaguely incestuous uh, family I don't think stuff, there's anything you know. vague about it. Yeah, yeah. And you want a second podcast that covers those topics. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're already on an X-Men podcast. Yeah, it's a lot like the X-Men, except not good. <laughs> well, yeah, the X-Men have their moments. As you know, since your last appearance on this podcast, or whatever the audio equivalent of appearance is, was to talk about the thoroughly mediocre X-Men anime. It's true. It's true. That's my wheelhouse. I'm so sad I missed that. Sort of. But yeah, it was so beautiful, Miles. It was full of teeth. <laughs> I, I heard. Full teeth. of teeth. So let's talk a little bit about what we're doing here. So like you said, Jay, people voted on our characters. Well, people voted on most of our characters. Oh, right. Because your options were Havoc, 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 and Havoc, as I recall. Having taken the general bullet of having to play X-Men 92 Cyclops for an entire role-playing session, it was determined that this year I got to choose my character. So I am going to be X-Men Evolution Surfer Bro Havoc. So if you did Cyclops last year and Havoc this year, next year's Vulcan? Under no circumstances. What about Adam X? He's sort of a Summers brother. He's pretty extreme, too. I feel like if I played Adam X on a podcast that we were both on, Miles, I mean, it would just be uncomfortable. I I don't know. It would be like stealing your underwear, which I actually do, but that's not the point. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Adam X is kind of my Patronus. So like you summon him and he does some rad skateboard tricks and just like yells something 90s and disappears into the distance. All while slamming a Mountain Dew. That's right. But we digress. So last year we had Cyclops and Wolverine and Storm and Rogue, like very iconic central X-Men characters, especially to people who were uh, familiar with the 90s cartoon. This year, not so much. This year we've got Havoc. Boom Boom. Shadowcat. And Jubilee. So uh, not only is our party composed of less known characters, especially since many of us are playing versions of those characters quite different than from the comic, but I also really wonder how we're going to accomplish anything at all. Based on party composition, I assume we're going to blow most of it up. We're Kitty Pride in the explosions. I mean, I would listen to that band, I would go to their concerts, I would scream, and probably end up uh, somehow injured. Worth noting that 50% of us are also car thieves. That's true, that's a good point. I feel great about that. Hopefully that'll factor in. So, Logan, if you can talk a little bit about the system we're going to be playing with and how it's going to work, and how it's going to translate to audio, too, because this is a pretty visual gaming system. Yeah, so the system we're using is the Marvel Superheroes Adventure Game. And this game was published by TSR in 1998, which means Wolverine has bone claws and maggots on the X-Men. All kinds of stuff is weird. But that doesn't concern us. We're just using the system. It is a card-based system. They made a game that used cards for both Marvel and for Dragonlance back in the day. Dragonlance! I love Dragonlance! Then you may or may not have loved Saga Edition. So all of the gameplay is done with cards instead of dice, and everybody's going to have their own hand of cards, and it's going to translate um, all right because it's a fairly rules-light system, so we don't have to kind of go through too much of the nitty-gritty details. It's pretty narrative, and apart from your success number, there's not going to be that much that is strictly visual. So going back to the actual role-playing We're all playing, except for me, and I'm playing a character who's totally out of my wheelhouse anyway. None of us is playing the characters we expected to play. Well, I was kind of expecting people would vote on Boom Boom. I feel pretty okay about that. You just want to be all the sassy teenage girls, Miles. I mean, that is kind of a goal in my life. It's true. Miles is the sassiest teenage girl I know. I I feel good about that. This is the team for sassy teenage girls, though. Perfect. Perfect. And also Havocs. And And Havocs. Havoc is not sassy. Havoc is the opposite of sassy. Havoc is... 
painfully sincere. Yep. And actually, let's talk a little bit about how these characters differ from their 616 counterparts, just very briefly. So three of us two are playing characters who almost never appear in the show. Havoc features prominently in two episodes and is occasionally seen Skyping with Scott elsewhere. And that's it. And that's he's basically like a, a surfer kid, right? Yeah, like he's, he's he's, totally... he is a, a very low key, painfully credulous, painfully sincere surfer bro, which I studied up for. I watched Point Break last night. <laughs> nice. And I found a dictionary of Hawaiian surf slang on the Internet, which I copied large portions out of. So I assume I'm just going to be incomprehensible. And Jubilee, of course, has two episodes she has speaking roles in. And in both of those episodes, it's three or four lines. Uh, you were saying you might just sort of filter in some 90s Jubilee just to make up for the lack of evolution Jubilee characterization. I have specifically brought pink sunglasses. They are pretty amazing, as are those little earrings. Those things light up, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, well, Wait. those are gem earrings, Miles. Yeah, technically they're gem earrings, but I feel like 90s Jubilee would wear them. Jubilee oh, yeah. would be at every Jump the Holograms concert. Yeah, those of you who are listening to this and so can't see, uh, Crystal's earrings are currently flashing wildly. They are super cool. And uh, I'm Evolution Shadowcat, which she takes very, very heavy cues from Clueless, among <laughs> other things. It's like, it's hard to describe how she talks. I'm not doing it right, even though I watched Clueless and the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. There's not enough likes here. Hopefully I'll get better at that. We'll see. Has everyone been practicing their late 90s, early aughts slang and references? Well, the 90s didn't end until like 2004, right? So I yeah. think we're pretty good. Well, yeah, except that I was out of touch with pop culture even at the time. So this is all remedial. I think we're all out of touch with pop culture. <gasps> Basically, we're all very old is what it comes down to. It's OK. I kind of feel like that's true of the writers of X-Men Evolution, too. <laughs> we so, are in perfect company. Yep. Then. Yeah. So I'm playing Boom Boom and Boom Boom, I feel like, is the character that translates almost most directly from the comics because she's wildly destructive. doesn't think anything through, puts up emotional walls around her serious teenage girl pain and is just generally entertaining and utterly destructive. She does kind of have potentially a thing going with magma and evolution, though. There's some implication uh, and, you know, lots of flirtation with, well, pretty much every male character as well on top of that. Also, she successfully starts a girl gang in what is objectively the greatest episode of this or any other cartoon. Uh, like, Walk on the Wild Side is a fine episode. If you're going to watch one episode, watch that one twice. <laughs> Okay, so I guess let's go ahead and dive into whatever drama awaits us in good old Bayville. I feel like we should qualify before we start that we are also all drinking in the spirit of grown-ups playing tabletop role-playing games. We are, in fact, drinking a hard soda because, you know, choices. Nice. So it's possible that this will sink rapidly downhill. We'll see. It's going to start downhill, so. Well, evolution. Child endangerment and very, very, very high boxers. And meatly me guitars in the intro music. Don't forget that. All right, so shall we begin? Let's do it. All right. So cool. the first thing we're going to have everybody do before we even do the intro is everybody draw cards equal to your hand size uh, that's listed in the middle of your character sheet there. All right, so I'm going to need uh, three, it looks like. I think everybody but Katie is three at the start. Thank you. Uh, I, I adapted your statistics to the teenage versions of the characters. Yeah, I noticed our numbers are uh, a fair bit lower than when we were like Rogue and Storm and everyone. Yeah. That makes We're sense. all terrible. Hey, I'm somebody, not terrible. Somebody could I have, have acrobatics. <laughs> okay, so as we open our episode, Kitty is working at a computer inside the X-Mansion. Boom Boom and Jubilee are in the same room, just kind of sitting around. Unsupervised? Unsupervised. I'm pretty sure I'm just dancing to the beat of whatever uh, late 90s stuff I have on my Discman here. 
So the three of you have been in summer school at Bayville High, and you're currently enrolled in a computers class, uh, which Boom Boom and Jubilee, you haven't uh, got the best grades in. Kitty's doing a little better. Oh, I hate machines. Uh, don't worry about a spark plug. If they have problems, you just blow them up a little. Everybody's yeah. happy. My problem is that I keep blowing them up. Guys, keep it down. I'm like trying to concentrate here. <sighs> yeah, why don't you do the typing for me? And then like we can share the grade. Ugh, as if. As you're uh, messing around with everything in the computer station, it's kind of messy. They're like empty soda bottles around and a bunch of papers. You find a note that's kind of buried. It's from the fourth member of your group project. And it's Evan, also known as Spike. And he's left a message that he did some coding on the program that you're all working on. And then he split. Your best guess is he's probably off skateboarding somewhere. Sheesh, Evan. Gah. Hey, if you find something you like, you might as well do it all the time. Who needs consequences? That wasn't me. That sounds like the doorbell, actually. Okay, sit down. I'll get it, I guess. Thanks, Ghost World. Hey, pass me your notes while she's gone. So you open the door and standing there is a young kid you haven't seen before with blonde hair wearing a Hawaiian shirt and board shorts. Hey. Oh, like, who are you? Um, like, is is Scott here? Uh, can I take a message? So um, you know that uh, Scott and some of the other students left on a day trip. They're not going to be back till this evening. Uh, Scott's not here right now. Come uh, on, I'll be back kitty. later. Invite him in. Uh, Look at this kid. Look uh, at those board shorts. Man, how do you know Scott? You seem uh, cool. So I'm going to sort of awkwardly shuffle and like over the back of my hair. He's like my brother. Oh, oh, oh you must wow. be Alex. Yeah. Scott talks about you. Hey, Wait. we met like that one time in space. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. You it were, was uh... kind of rough. Wait, you guys got to go to space? I heard about this. The Summers kids turned into Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Oh, like you, but bigger and stronger? Can you do uh, that again? It turned out to be kind of a bummer. Like Magneto stuff. I like you the know. blonde a lot better now. Ah, uh, Just gotta thanks. say, white hair, not a great look on you. I'm gonna blush awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you came to the right place if you want to be bored out of your mind by computers, I'll tell you that much. Why, why am I here? You're just here to surprise Scott. Okay. <laughs> I was just, like, in New York visiting colleges, because, you know, like, there's this one near here with a really good geophysics program, and I'm, like, into Earth stuff. Oh, man, you never finish weirdo degrees like that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've been thinking and academia, like, that's the thing I could really get into that. I could be like all in. I don't know. The last time I went to school, these rich kids called me Muffy and then goblins abducted some kids and we had to go after him. It got real weird. Yeah. Like, this is why my parents wouldn't let me go here. So, so Earth science, do you dig rocks? I'm making kidney oh, I get it. Oh my god, kidney. This is why I don't invite <laughs> you, you to stuff. Kidney. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, kidney. Three, two, one, and there's a small explosion uh right behind both Kitty and Alex. Whoa. Jeez, uh, like why do I have to babysit the ex babies? Are you older than us? I don't think you're older than us, Kitty Cat. Well, at least I'm like a real X-Men. Hey, we're real. We've got X's on our shirts. Yeah, but you don't even have custom costumes. Obviously, I'm like 
interrupting something so I can just like swing back later maybe when Scott's home or you so, just tell him to Skype me. Kitty, the useful thing is you actually do need four people to test your program. Uh, no, no, wait, wait. Before you go, I've got like this program I've been wanting to try out and like we got the right number of people. So if you wouldn't mind. Sure. I'm down. <laughs> Bodacious. Damn it. No, I can't say it. <laughs> Sorry. I've gone back to just uh, dancing in the background to whatever god-awful late 90s pop I have in my discman. <laughs> I'm going to sit down next to Kitty. So to lean on and be like, so, you surf? I surf the web. <laughs> <laughs> Extra experience points for Max. <laughs> Hi, my name's Jubilee. I blow stuff up. Cool. Alex, me too. I'm going to do the red pulsing hand thing. Like, we have so much... Oh, Two, excellent. one, like explosion. Whoa. <laughs> boom, boom. What? That's yeah. like kind of an outdoor power, man. Boom, boom actually blew all your floppy disks off the table and they're scattered all over the floor now. Oh, man. <laughs> Go team reckless endangerment. Cool. So you actually, Kitty, you have been doing some really hard work on this program, but you figured... You were doing something pretty good, but maybe the mansion's computer, because it's really sophisticated, maybe that could help out and uh, really give your program that little bit extra oomph to impress your teacher. I'm going to be wandering around touching expense-looking objects, being like, whoa, so like, this is where Scott hangs out. Interesting. Come on, ex-babies, I want to use the uh, Xavier School computer. Figure that'll give my project a little extra kick. All right, I'll pull a car around, and I'm going to go off and uh, just carjack whatever is the coolest car in the parking lot. <laughs> Probably <Can> Avalanche. <laughs> Wait, are you at Bavis? Yo, you're, you're at, at the, the school. Right now. Oh, at the mansion yeah. right here? Uh, yeah, you're not just oh. randomly carjacking. Oh. You're just going to randomly carjack for no reason. I'd less motivation to steal a car uh, than well, I would normally Let's need. go get Wolverine's motorcycle. Oh. We'll take it down to the uh, headquarters. Dude. Just glide it up the stairs to the second floor. <laughs> are we going to use the danger room? Because, like, Scott's told me about it, and it sounds super cool. Oh, man, that's like the creepy for real video game. Well... We're not supposed to, but, like, no one's here. Yeah, who cares what we're supposed to do? That sounds cool. Epic. And that's, like, probably got the most RAM, because RAM's, like, a thing, so, yeah. Besides, I was only told we couldn't take any of the vehicles out. Huh. Right on. Hack the planet. All right. Come on, Ghost Girl. Fourth of July. Board shorts. Let's see what this is all about. All right, so you go to the danger room. And there are these headsets that are really cool looking, and they're kind of plugged into the wall, kind of this armature that can fit over your head. And you manage to scrounge up four of them. Some are in better shape than others. But you've figured out how to plug them in, and you've got these headsets to put on. I'm kind of freaked out by this virtual reality. I don't know, man. Like, I'm pretty into real reality. Uh, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Come on, try something new. Oh, and I hate machines. Plus, you'd be like really helping me out if you did this like i'd appreciate it okay dude i guess it could be pretty dope all right kids everyone ready wait there's like no saw blades in this right ask me no questions and i'll tell you no lies whoa what uh <sighs> live a little fireworks come on it'll be okay uh, jubilee you got a real x-men with you just staring and poking out my <laughs> lip wolverine says i'm a real x-man <laughs> Wolverine says a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know why I'm playing Kitty as such a jerk. This is New Mutants. <laughs> this is New Mutants. New Mutants bring it out in here. Mm -hmm. 
The, okay. the official cover image for this episode is Jubilee doing the Kitty Pride is a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to Riker my way into one of the chairs and uh, put the helmet on, <laughs> carefully avoiding my uh, incredible amounts of earrings and phenomenal Tabitha Smith hair. I'm going to very gingerly pick up the helmet and put it on my head and hope nothing explodes. I'm just going to put it on casually, kind of lounge across the chair and be like, okay, let's do this thing. I'm going to be all typing wildly, you know, pressing random unmarked buttons before putting okay. the last helmet on. Are you just messing around on HackerTyper.com? Pretty much, yeah. Excellent. Right. And so then there's a big kind of whoosh and a, a flash of colors and a swirl effect. Actually, everybody passes out. And Kitty, you kind of come to uh, and there's wood underneath you, like round pieces of wood like logs and like right next to your hand, there's a sword and you look up and there's a sailing ship headed right for you. And then the show intro starts. much processing power all right so we fade back in you're wearing like this crazy red pirate outfit and a bandana and you're standing on a raft in the middle of an ocean and there's this giant hole coming towards you that is painted red with these two white stripes going up and around it and you manage to jump out of the way right as the ship just smashes through your raft and destroys it is this like Scott's car, the seafaring vessel? It, it looks exactly like Scott's car, the seafaring vessel. And a head kind of pops up over the side, looking down. It looks kind of like Alex, except bigger and stronger, and wearing this kind of like red jammies and a sash and a bandana and a big mustache. Oh, so he's dressed like some kind of corsair? You might say... That Alex is dressed like some kind of corsair. So is this actually me in this context, or? This is you in this context. Okay. All right. Pass out these new character sheets. <laughs> oh. Virtual reality is oh even God. more amazing than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so you see emblazoned on the side of the ship as it kind of rushes past you, the words Starjammer are painted on the side of it. I'm going to yell over the side, Kitty, this is awesome! Alex? Yeah! This is totally Mondo! This is the coolest! This is banging, Kitty! How did you do this? What can I say? I got the magic touch. Oh, man! That raft looks kind of precarious. You want to come up? There might be, like, life jackets or something, or... I totally have ropes. There are ropes, right? I'm going to turn around and look for ropes. Yeah. All right. I threw you a rope. Wow, look at this. So, you remember, you coded, like... A sea vessel, but it looks like Evan has made some adjustments because, like, it wasn't painted all weird. It wasn't so big, and it definitely wasn't called something lame like the Star Jammer. Man, Evan, messing with my stuff. Oh, this is the coolest, though. Like, you came up with this. Well, what can I say? When I'm good, I'm good. So, are we like pirates? Yeah. 
Excellent. So, you know, as, as part of the simulation, the ship is on course for its hidden cove base. And the weird thing is, you don't see Boom Boom and Jubilee anywhere. Keep an eye out for uh, the explosion twins, buckaroo. So, like, let me look down. Am I the captain? Uh, let's call you the co-captain here. Let's not forget who designed this. Gnarly. We're going to have our first uh, challenge. So it's an agility boating test to get to the cove to navigate there successfully and pilot the ship. Ooh, I have the boating skill. All right. My only skills are aquatic, but damn it, that's one of them. Should we draw to the increased hand size for the new characters? Yes, your, your okay. new character might have a higher hand size than the old one and maybe a higher edge. So go ahead and draw any more cards you need. So this is an agility check. So red cards are better on this one, and you're going to add your agility, and then I have the difficulty, and I'm going to reduce it because you have the boating skill. Okay, so okay. keep in mind, uh, Kitty's uh, thing with driving anything in this tends to be to phase through obstacles. On the other hand, you designed this program. I did. So you might be able to sort of hack it. All right, I've got 14. Okay. And do we draw back up to hand or no? After yes, you do, okay, you do cool. if you play a card as right. part of a, a All right, test. I am playing to 14. All right. So you've got a 14. That is plenty to get to the cove hideaway. And you drop anchor near the cove. Once you get ashore, this is where your hideout was. But it's messy. It's like somebody's just like dropped a bomb here. Not not a literal bomb, to be clear. Yeah. Premature high five, Crystal. <laughs> uh, so it's entirely a mess. They're like palm fronds all over the place. These empty green soda bottles lying around and like half-eaten snack cakes. And there's a big wooden sign that just has Evan was here painted on it. Evan. Oh, man. Major wipeout. So you get there and you start kind of looking around. There's all these empty bottles and stuff. But there are two really weird looking bottles. They're glass and one's yellow and the other one's pink. Well, I think I'll go for the uh, pink one and just pick it up. Look at it a little bit. All right. You pick it up. You start looking at it and it starts to sparkle in this weird way. And this gossamer kind of mist comes out of the end and coalesces into a shape. Gossamer with an E or gossamer with a Y? Gossamer with an E. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Fortunately for you. So once the form begins to take shape, it coalesces into the form of a female genie. (laughs) I feel great about this. This font is very confusing. Boom, boom, vara? Boom, vara. Boom, vara, the explosive Ifriti. I'd like to point out that these uh, new character sheets we're getting here have Kitty's fairy tale logos on them that Logan designed, and I feel great about all of this. (laughs) Wow, woohoo, finally free. Hey, thanks, pirate captain and pirate co-captain. How did I know you were co-captains? I will high-five you and say, oh, I bet the other one's Jubilee. Let her out. (laughs) All right, so you open the yellow bottle. Uh, and it kind of it pops, and there's like this dazzling spray of sparks. Uh, Excellent. As another genie emerges from that bottle. <laughs> oh my god! Finally, you guys. Jubilee, I like that look on you. Yum. <laughs> Wait, don't you and Eliana have a thing? She's not in this continuity, man. <laughs> even I know that, and I don't even go to your school. What happens in virtual reality stays in virtual reality. You know oh. what they say, presumably. And <laughs> nope. <laughs> and the two of you still know that you're a Jubilee and you're Boom Boom, but you feel like in the simulation, like, your powers feel different. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel like I'm immortal and have telekinesis, teleportation, and ensnarement. Man, I feel like I've got 
all kinds of powers that Jean should have? Huh. So, Kitty Cat, did you program all this in, this new me? Because I like this new me. I'm glad. I'm glad. You guys look good. Wait, wait. Okay, I'm happy. What did you just do? Light show. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> cool. Like, this came out a lot. <laughs> That's even bigger. Wait, was this you or Evan who made the little costumes? All of the good stuff is me. All of the other stuff is Evan. So you definitely did the costumes. Oh, High yeah. five. So speaking of all of the other stuff, you hear the flapping of wings as a swarm of really weird looking creatures descend on your hideaway. They're kind of small. They're maybe two feet tall. They've got big kind of bird wings and they've got like these fanged mouths, like their lower jaws have uh, have two big protruding fangs and they have kind of pronounced eyebrows and blonde hair. The weird thing is they look almost like Sabretooth of all people, except crossed with flying monkeys. Behind me, ex-babies, I'll take care of this. So five of them, you're standing in front, so five of them come straight toward Kitty. I just sort of shrug. Yeah, just, just if you tell say us, so. Just tell us when you need a hand there. I'm going to say... No way, man. We're in it with you and ready a plasma blast. Wait, we're what? All right. So we're going to go into combat now. So basically, you're all going to go in order and then the bad guys are going to go after you. They all share one card for their difficulty. So they have a six for this round of the fight. And I'm just going to let you go in whichever order works best for you, most likely because Kitty's in front. Kitty's going to go first. Okay. I'm going to try to phase two of them into the ground. Okay. Cool. And, uh, That's surprisingly if gory. On, if you try to do it on two of them, it's going to be harder than if you were going to do it on one of them. Yeah. And Kitty bites off more than she can chew. All right. Frequently. <laughs> uh, so I've got a 12 in uh, phasing, and I've got a red 8. So I'm going to play that. Uh, is phasing agility-based? It should be color-coded uh, on there. Oh, no. It is intelligence-based. Okay. Huh. Uh, so you'll get... What was your total? 12 for phasing. 16 with my intellect. And then plus eight, so 24. Okay. All right. So you actually, you phase those two into the ground. Their little paws and kind of their, you know, nose and mouth are stuck up out of the sand and they're just kind of flailing, but it looks like they're stuck there pretty well. So definitely still alive and not some horrifying mishmash of flesh and stone. I don't know. Evolution gets uh, pretty dark. This, this, yeah, this cartoon does not have gruesome blobs of viscera sprayed all over the beach. (laughs) Cronenberg's X-Men Evolution. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kitty phases stuff in the show. It just tends to get stuck in places. There's not super body horror. (laughs) So Havoc the Corsair was readying a plasma blast. Would you like? That's right. I am going to plasma blast. I've got. um, Let's see. That's twelve plus four intellect, and I am playing a blue six. So that cascades. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's twenty-two plus five. So um, twenty-seven. All right. So you. Shoot a plasma blast at one of them. Is it one of the ones that's still kind of flying around? Um, I'm basically shooting for a wide blast at as many of them as Kitty didn't get. Okay. So a bunch of them kind of do evasive maneuvers. And so you clip one of them and you knock another one out of the air and it kind of spirals down and splashes down into the sea. Uh, okay. And the other one kind of is flapping on one wing and kind of uh, a little bit out of control, but it's still coming toward you. So now that things have gotten exciting, my previous apathy has entirely faded because right. there, there's, you know, energy being shot everywhere and, and, and such things. So I notice I have this ensnarement uh, skill under magic. Tell me about that. So that is 
you can use your magic to wrap something up and you know keep it held in place rather than directly harming it. Okay. I mean, that sounds pretty good, but blowing stuff up sounds a little bit better. So I'm going to create a, a small handful of time bombs. Looks like I can choose the intensity of those. So let's give those an intensity of 10, add that on to my intellect of 4 for 14, and I'm going to drop down this 4 card right here for 18. All right. So uh, you take another one out of the air that kind of gets into this field of flak and kind of tries to do evasive maneuvers, and then one just lands straight on top of its head and kind of goes, and it just (laughs) falls. Yeah, (laughs) take that, monkey brain. All right, Jubilee, how about you? Hey, guys, check this out. And I'm going to just huck a firework out the last one. All right. That's a blue card, so that cascades. 29. All right. So you huck a firework at that one, and it kind of catches it in the chest, and it's kind of just sitting there sparking, and it's flapping, but it's kind of out of control, and then it goes... (laughs) Far up in the sky. Uh, I take it back, Kitty. This is awesome. And some feathers kind of float by right in front of your face. Uh, So all the weird little creatures are gone. Kitty, you remember these. uh, You called them saber wings when you were programming this program. Wow, good shooting, gang. We really showed those saber wings what's what. (laughs) These are so cute. If there's one thing I love, it's destroying everything around me, animate or inanimate, without any regard for the consequences or basic human decency. I will high-five you, looking entirely cheerful, optimistic, and innocent about it. (laughs) So there's something weird out at sea. There's kind of like a splash that just, it's like the splash is just coming closer towards you. Like uh, this kind of little series of uh, impacts on the water, and you're not sure what they are because you don't see anything. Do you guys see that? Yeah, is that more of the, what'd you call them, the saber wings? It looks like a skipping stone. In fact, it is not a saber wing, nor quite a skipping stone, but it is a teen boy with white hair, including two kind of big floppy spikes in the front. Um, And he runs through the water onto the beach and skids to a stop right in front of you. Oh, hey, it's the fast kid from space. And he runs up to each of you and drops a piece of paper in each of your hands. What's this? It's a wanted poster. And it has a picture, a drawing of Pirate Kitty and a drawing of Havoc the Corsair. And says they're wanted, sentenced to death. Oof. And the kind of blurry fast kid kind of stops and crosses his arms. He's uh, wearing like kind of this sleek green uniform that has a silver sash across his chest. And some kind of medals and pins on it. And Kitty, you remember programming the Queen's Messenger, Pietro. And this must be him. Bummer. Everyone should let me dress them. Wow. Now, Death is kind of a harsh punishment for bad fashion sense. Now, wait a minute. I always thought you were some kind of goody two-shoes, Kitty Cat. But if you're sentenced to death, well, color me impressed. Pietro interrupts you and says, listen... I'm glad I found you. It was a lot easier than I expected, but I've got other work to do. You two are going to be executed for piracy, and we've got the Princess of Grey Harbor prisoner, and unless you turn yourselves in, she's never going to leave the Queen's castle. You hear that, Corsair? We got your princess. I've got a princess? He's got a princess? He's got a princess? Oh. And you look down at your chest, and there's a little locket hanging there, a golden locket. This is just a bunch of pictures of, like, two kids. Sorry. 
<laughs> How did someone take a picture of two kids parachuting out of an exploding plane? And why do they have separate parachutes? <laughs> <laughs> so it, God damn it, evolution. It's actually got a picture of uh, a guy who looks kind of like you because like uh-huh. you're big and tough and blonde and have a big blonde mustache now. Hell except yeah. Except he's got like glasses across his face, which is okay. weird. And this redheaded woman who looks kind of familiar, but, you know, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, presumably if I talk to Scott all the time, he whines about Gene all the time. So. Yeah. That's actually a skill on his character sheet, whining about yeah. Gene. <laughs> so, like, Scott and Gene are in this, too? Cool. Okay. So we got to save them, obviously. We can't just, like, leave the princess there, whoever she is. So Pietro says, whatever you decide, we don't care if we keep her. It's fun to laugh at her and feed her crappy food. Anyway, I'm Two, out of here. One. And I'd imagine just as he runs off, a giant time bomb explodes there's, where he was. There's a time bomb that explodes the sand right at his feet as he jets off back across the ocean. Oh, too slow. I'll get him next time. There's no universe where the X-Men can't kick the Brotherhood's butts. Come on, guys. I don't know. They're not that bad. Seems like it wouldn't be a bad place to live where they are. <laughs> Hypothetically, next episode. What if you a, like dirt. What a troll. Okay, Kitty, this is your world. We gotta rescue them. What do we do? It's time to go on an adventure, kids. <laughs> so, you, you do recall something that might help. Because you programmed this wise sage. He's modeled on Professor X, and he'll totally be an enormous help. <laughs> uh, and his island isn't actually that far away. But the way there is really treacherous, so it's kind of risky to go and try to meet up with him. Okay, kids, we're off to see the wizard. Well, can't we just go directly to the fortress, man? I mean, it's your world. You programmed it. You know everything about it, right? We're probably just going to be blowing everybody up anyway, so we could just get that part over with. I mean, I might get bored, and I'm just saying, now I'm a genie with magical powers, and you probably don't want me to get bored. Yeah, we're all pretty maxed out, Kitty. I think we should just dive in. Yeah, I mean, what do we even need wisdom for? (laughs) The Jubilee uh, line of the episode right there. (laughs) Okay, see, I feel like Kitty would have gone with this, except everyone's agreeing on it. (laughs) And so the way that Kitty's being played, being, like, super contrary. Yeah, like, Kitty would program Professor X. (laughs) Like, it won't take that long. Come on, guys, I'm sure we can find stuff for you to blow up on the way there. Cool. I just realized I can turn things into bubblegum, and I reached down and turned the uh, bottle that I was in into a bottle composed entirely of bubblegum. All right, that happens. Bro... I never want to leave this place. I, I just want to say, if you guys choose to go on in a different direction, Kitty will follow. <laughs> so you do know from programming it that you do get like a plus eight bonus if you visit the Wise Sage first. Yeah, that's why I'm pushing them to do it. Will you convey that to us or are you just going to oh. keep it in narrative terms? Gosh. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty easy uh, to manipulate, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, but I programmed some really cool stuff at Professor X's. So if you guys don't want to see it, fine. But you're going to be missing out. See your game, bro. Well, I guess it would be more interesting if I can blow something up around old Baldy. And remember, in this game, you can, like, say whatever you want to the professor. I'm going. But can't he, like, read your mind later, though? Oh. You remember what I said about consequences? If he can already read my mind, doesn't he already know what I want to say to him? (gasps) She's got a point there. This is getting metaphysical. Okay, so I guess we get back onto our red uh, and white striped boat. Um, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and sort of hover to the side of the boat because I can. Because I'm very slow on the uptake, I'm going to look at it and be like, oh, 
Oh, like Scott's car. <laughs> I'm just cool. gonna just gonna look at it for a second and be like, ugh. And I'm gonna use my illusion powers to make it yellow and pink like it should be. Okay. Now it's I'm gonna get pink. in an argument with you about that. <laughs> Alright, so you two my argue boat. all the way toward the island. Yeah, uh, and when I'm not on it, you can have it be whatever color you want. Look, you can have your bottle or whatever be yellow or pink or both or like orange or whatever. And it is. But this is my boat and I want the original colors. Oh, come on. Get a life. Come on. All right, uh, Keanu, chill out. It'll be fine. Come on. It is so much cooler this way. I don't know. And like that, we sail onward. <laughs> Brave heroes, one and all. Okay, so you're sailing toward the island, and uh, you see these looming storm clouds ahead kind of swirling around a single point that you know must be the island of the wise sage. Uh, Logan, how are the waves? They're pretty epic. Ah, oh, the waves are prime, man. I don't suppose you programmed some surfboards into this world? Sorry, Alex, if I had known, like, maybe I would have, but... Well, I'm going to go check in the hold and see if, like, some sneaked on. Because you never know what the universe will provide. All right. So you're heading toward this uh, ocean maelstrom. Alex heads off down below decks and leaves the wheel just turning uh, as you enter the choppy seas, heading into the storm itself. I'm going to see what happens when I just build uh, the biggest time bomb I can and throw it as hard as I can into the center of the maelstrom. I'm just curious. We are definitely okay. all going to die right now. <laughs> I mean, there's right. canon uh, there's canon context for shooting energy at waves and making them stop. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, and so, icebergs. So we're, we're starting with plan A, which is bomb the storm. Right, right. Uh, so go ahead and make a uh, check to see what happens with that. Okay, so um, that's going to be... Well, okay, if I go with what I said, and it's the most powerful time bomb I can create, then that's going to be a 19, and I will throw in, um, let's throw in this uh, 4 for a, uh, a 23 time bomb, with, let's say, about a 30-second fuse. Okay. All right, so with that long of a fuse, we're going to go through some other folks' actions before we find out what happens with that bomb. Is anybody taking the wheel? Does anybody know how to boat? I'm yeah, gonna take but the I'm below deck right case, okay. Because I am, I guess, the adult in this situation. Right. I am going to wander back up looking really disgruntled. Who puts a skateboard on a boat? <laughs> Do you want me to, like, sail? Yeah, take the wheel, Alex, and I'm going to wrap my arms around the uh, mast to prepare right. to phase so, if necessary. So you're far enough away that you're going to have to... Try to stabilize the boat at least once because it's starting to rock back and forth pretty badly. Use your so, hands. Give me an agility boating check. Okay, so uh, I've got an agility of five, and I'm going to be playing one of these red cards, okay. which is a three, so eight. I get to stack, yeah, right? You get to so, flip a card off since the top it's red, of yeah. Oh, and I've got a four, and that's stacking a red four. Okay, so, so flip another one. A red three. <laughs> And a blue five. Okay. So Whatever what you, you just did. With, what was your total? It's so good. Yeah. Okay. So eight, 12, 15, 20. All right. Kitty pride is great at boats. <laughs> so you take the wheel and it's hard. The boat feels like it's going to capsize like four times, but eventually you uh, kind of realize you pull the centerpiece off the wheel and there's just like a data pad underneath. And you just kind of hack it, and the boat manages to, like, get it together. It was kind of a really sloppy patch, uh, so you think it's not going to last for long, but it saved your bacon for now. I do enjoy that hack is just a generic transitive verb from pretty much all media in this era. Like, <laughs> if there is a problem, you must hack it. 
Check out the beat it. while the DJ was Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was dope, Kitty. <laughs> Little Miss A student had to cheat. Like, we're not dead, so calm down. We're not going to die. It's a video game. Two, one. <laughs> uh, Kitty, you know that you can't actually die in this video game because you've been jacked into virtual reality. Oh, I'm not telling them that. <laughs> <laughs> We get a cutaway of the bomb starting to glow stronger. And what is uh, Jubilee up to? I guess Jubilee's gonna ready to use her magic force field to uh, try and deflect some waves. Okay, um, so you're starting to get like some uh, some like pounding wind and rain from the storm as you get closer. So go ahead and try to make a force field. That's your magic, right? Yep. So play a purple nine. All right, and that gets an extra card. So that's twenty. All right. So you managed to protect yourselves from the wind and rain, so it makes it a little easier for everybody to kind of concentrate and try to get things done. So, Alex, you're heading back toward the wheel. You know, at first you're struggling through all this wind and rain, but then it kind of lets up a little bit thanks to Jubilee's force field. And you kind of start striding across the deck of the ship. And as you're almost there, there's a big explosion up to the <laughs> fore of the ship. And uh, Boom, boom! Why? My only skills are surfing and boating. Is either of them applicable? Surfing absolutely is because yes, the, my moment has come. The explosion makes this giant uh, two you know waves kind of shoot out from it, and this giant wave is coming toward you, and you think that you can totally surf this wave. All right, I want to surf this wave. I want to catch the wheel. Are I'm you going to surf some... our boat? I'm going to surf our boat, sort See? of. I, I'm, I have no idea what this I'm actually doing. This is why I blow things doing. up for opportunities for narrative growth and showboating. So Kitty's still holding onto the wheel, uh, and you realize that if you can get everybody to shift their weight all to the starboard side of, of the ship, you can uh, you can manage to ride this way rather than getting uh, you know knocked off the top of the ship. Get to the far side of the ship. We're gonna ride this. Yeah. And I uh, sort of genie float over before landing so that my weight actually applies to the ship. Boom, boom, obeyed an order. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, boom, boom? This is all for my explosion. I feel great about everything that's happening. I haven't gotten to use my skill yet, so I do a cartwheel to that side of the ship. Okay, you do a cartwheel to that side of the ship. Uh, and Kitty, you just hold I'm on still to the rudder. It, yeah. You hold the rudder in place. Uh, all right, so go ahead and make your surfing all right. check. Man, all right, that's agility. I'd just like uh, to say that go ahead and make your surfing check is one of my favorite things I've heard in a role-playing game in recent memory. Seven. Uh, I'm playing eight, so that's 15. Well, you have, okay. the, you have the skill, so it'll, that, that'll make yeah, it easier. 15, and surfing is indeed one of my skills. All right, so you managed to turn the entire boat, and you're kind of pulling into the wave and cutting across it. It's all working pretty well until... One of the boards on the deck underneath you splits. And you kind of go spilling off to the side and you throw the whole thing off balance. It doesn't quite capsize, but you know that it's going to be really hard to keep it upright. Ah, oh, busted. I'm going to have to really focus, y'all. Stay quiet. Try to feel the ocean. Like, I hope you know <laughs> what you're doing, Alex. I can do this. Does anyone else think this isn't how you're supposed to do surfing? Kitty, if you want the ultimate, you got to be willing to pay the ultimate price. And I'm going to go into like <laughs> zend out focus state and okay. continue to surf, I guess. I don't know. Right. My cards are terrible. As you're doing that, I'm just, you know, listening to my genie discman and listening to some late 90s genie music and dancing around. Right. Boom Boom, as you're kind of zoning out and listening to your music, make me a willpower check. 
Just uh, straight up willpower? Okay. Yeah. I don't think you have observation, so I don't think that's going to come into I here. definitely do not. That's a five. Let's go ahead and throw this uh, seven onto it for a total of 12. Okay. So you're kind of dancing to your music, and that's kind of keeping you from being distracted by all the storm around <laughs> you, like whatever. Uh, and you see kind of like a figure out in the storm, and it looks like looks kind of like a flying woman with this long white hair kind of blowing in the the gale force winds. So, okay. Storm. <laughs> I uh, stop for a second and pull my headphones down. Hey, girls in Bodie, check out the red lady in the sky. All right, so the rest what? of you see, it does look a lot like Storm kind of floating. You can't really make her out very well because of all the wind and rain whipping around her. Uh, but yeah, it looks a lot like Storm in the middle of this huge maelstrom. Wait, I'm going to use my genie ESP and see if that's Storm. Okay, go ahead and uh, make me a check. Nine? You get a seagull. You got a seagull. It's a seagull, you guys. Wait, no. That seagull is amazing. <laughs> we'll be friends with that seagull. And as you come out of your ESP concentration, there's a seagull just like sitting on your shoulder, bobbing up and down. So it was probably that seagull. You're not helping, little guy. I'm trying, man's difficult board. Okay, still holding onto the rudder, whatever I'm doing. Still doing that with one hand. I'm waving at Storm with the other hand. Okay. Storm, Storm, hey. Hey, it's us. All right, so you're trying to get her attention. You kind of see two white eyes, kind of pure, totally white, no pupils, kind of track toward you from the shape. But you can't, like, read any emotions out of this figure in the storm. But I'm also, I'm going to have you make another agility boating check to keep the boat from capsizing. Can I assist with this one at this point? Uh, sure. Or- okay, so I've got a five agility, and I'm going to be playing this five. Am I using boating or surfing at this point? Uh, you're using boating if you're assisting Kitty. That's fine. It's still a skill. So I've got... Am I using boating or surfing at this point? The Alex Summers story. (laughs) Seven Seven agility plus five is 12. So 10 for me and 12 from you. Yeah. Okay. So you managed to keep the ship fairly steady. The star jammer is kind of getting rocked back and forth. The illusion that Jubilee put on it has worn off as she was trying to use a different magical power. So you can see like kind of like the red paint is stripping away from the horrific effects of this extreme weather. Oh, man, Scott's going to kill us. Oh, man, I'm already in enough trouble with Scott. Guys, like, not real. I blink a couple times, attempting to comprehend that concept, and then shrug too hard. No, I mean, like, we also stripped the paint off his car accidentally this morning. You what? It just does that sometimes. Huh, so art imitates life. Okay. Like, do what I do and just blame the brotherhood. Sometimes things just blow up around me. What did I do? It's fine. Oh... (laughs) Okay, so uh, basically Storm right now is doing her emotionless, steely gaze, and the weather is terrible. And and your ship is rocking back and forth. It just feels like there's no way to get through this wind wall. You know, you've tried and you're just trying to get through, and it seems like you're so close, but you haven't quite nailed it. So who's going to go next? Okay, I guess that's that's me and you, Jubilee. I'm going to try and get Storm's attention. So massive fireworks display. Okay. Make me a check for that. Wait, wait, wait. You could do like in the 90s X-Men opening credits where you could fireworks display your own name and just have it say Aurora High or something. You're a genie. You can, you know, do skywriting better, I'm assuming. No kill I. Porta rules when in doubt. Find a maritime lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, uh, 24. 24. All right. So you managed to distract the creature in the storm, which kind of looks up at your fireworks display in the sky. You feel the winds kind of dissipate slightly for a second. So it seems like this is your chance 
but you're going to have to seize it and get through that right now if you're going to get in. Go, guys, go! So, yes, if we have a chance of getting through, I nod gravely. My time has come. So I'm just going to put a time bomb behind the boat to presumably fling it forward through the wind wall. I'm pretty sure that's how physics works. Okay. Uh, what's your intensity and what's the timer? Okay, so, well, if our timing is right now, I'm going to give it about the three seconds it would take for me to okay, fling to it, it to right okay. behind it. And let's go ahead so we don't blow ourselves up completely and give it like a, uh, I don't know, let's say a, a 12. Okay. So that's going to be, uh, yes, 12, so 16 plus... You know what? Let's go ahead and do um, the unpopular decision blue five card I have right here. I feel like that's an appropriate thing. So 17, which will cascade to a mere 19. All right, 19. Okay, so the bomb kind of rocks the ship. You all kind of get flung backward as it speeds up underneath you, and you kind of roll down the decks as it gets through the wind wall and splashes down in the calm waters within. And you're next to this big rocky island and you can see up above the storm is kind of this swirling conical cyclone above it and there's lightning up above but the waters around you are placid and blue Woohoo! what a rush yeah <laughs> we need to blow more stuff up <laughs> for sure all right so ladies and gentlemen let me just remind you that there is no problem in the world that cannot be solved by explosions property damage and never thinking about the future even a couple seconds ahead of where you are right now did i promise good times or what you promised a programming test oh man kitty i didn't know you were so cool i know (laughs) (laughs) kitty pride is a dick (laughs) i'm almost entirely going off of all of her interactions with the new mutants which wrong continuity but Uh, you know technically two of us are new mutants in the x-men evolution sense it totally works out i mean i'm thinking of the beginning of grim reminder when she is just bitching non-stop about how she can't get any quiet and she's only going to like communal spaces yeah (laughs) kitty is the person who brings a book to a dance party and bitches at people because she can't focus to read and then makes them turn the lights up Sounds about right. So, okay, so we're in these calm waters now um, in the center of this terrible storm. What are we seeing around us? So you're seeing this rocky island and there's this dark cave entrance. And as you're dropping anchor and getting ready to go ashore, you see just this faint glimpse of white hair as somebody goes inside and down into the dark cave entrance. Okay, let's like uh, head on in there. Can somebody not Tabitha make a little light? What's wrong with my light? I will do the hand glow thing, but since mine is the most static, I'll be like, guys, we should probably drop anchor. Like, there's some serious waves going on. Is there enough left of the boat to drop anchor? There's Um, always enough left of the boat to drop anchor, Jubilee. Always. There are some big cracks in the hole. Uh, A bunch of the paint is stripped off, but most of it looks repairable. So you walk into these kind of this echoing cavern, this kind of long corridor uh, made of rock. And... You walk for a while and you get a couple more glimpses of this kind of flowing white hair as this figure runs away from you uh, further down the tunnel. And then you get to this kind of central room. It's this big, tall ceilinged room. And there's an opening at the top and a shaft of light just shooting down into the room. Whoa, Spielbergian. Yeah, super dramatic. And as you enter, this figure has her back to you and there's this long white hair. And it looks like she's wearing kind of this flowing like black robe. I uh, step forward. Hey, Ms. Monroe, is that you? Uh, And you hear a voice from further on into the tunnel. And it's kind of this youthful male voice. 
And it says, I see you found my lair. I hope the Wind Rider gave you a nice welcome. And the woman who has her back to you turns around, and she looks more like an elemental spirit than a human. She's kind of ephemeral. She just has these two white eyes and this white hair that, now that you look at it, it's kind of like floating independently, and it looks kind of ephemeral. And she's got no mouth, and her whole body looks like it's just kind of composed of like wind and starlight. Check it. For once, I have nothing to say to this. Whoa. And she actually steps aside and kind of bows a little bit and raises her outstretched hand to someone who's sitting on this big golden throne. And it's Spike. Oh, God. But he looks a little different. He's wearing this red helmet with these big kind of like red spikes protruding from it. Oh, no. And he's got red leather straps across his bare chest. (laughs) And he's wearing red leather elbow and knee pads. Uh, And there's a skateboard leaning against his throne. Okay, the only thing that would have made Eric the Red more Eric the Red was, in fact, a skateboard. So, check. (laughs) So, he stands up and he says, Welcome, travelers, to the majestic presence of the wisest, an awesomest sage in all the land. He jumps on the skateboard and he shreds up and down the walls of this cavern. And then he does a 180 and lands and picks up his board and says, Eric the Rad. I would like to to engage this gentleman in a complicated congratulatory handshake. Okay. So that's going to be uh, an agility. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's see. Got seven agility, playing a six, so that totals 13. And because he is a skateboarder and not a surfer, I'm going to use a Doom card on that to increase the difficulty. Ah. Uh, What did you say you got? 13. Uh, Rad calls to rad, bro. So you do like half of it, and then it kind of falls apart. I will shrug amicably. You both both kind of shrug amicably. (laughs) Shrug amicably, close with a fist bump. (laughs) Evan, you've been like messing with my program. Yeah, and it seems like you know this was definitely Professor X before. You don't know. He must have changed it to himself. I think he's kind of making it cooler, Kitty. Like, let's just roll with this. So now we're here, and we were going to get wisdom from Professor Xavier, but wisdom from Evan? Hey, Eric the Rat has lots of wisdom. He says, talking about himself in the third person. Do you have a surfboard? Because I've been looking, and like, there was a skateboard on the ship, but it's a ship, bro. Uh, well, I've got a longboard, but that's the closest. I think I can work with that. Hey, like, better question? Do you have chili fries? What? We missed lunch! Uh, he walks over to the side of the room. He says, do I have chili fries? What a dumb question. And he whips aside this curtain, and there's just this opulent buffet of chili fries (laughs) and chips and uh, various sports drinks and energy uh-huh. drinks and caffeinated sodas and more highly caffeinated sodas and breakfast pastries and snack cakes and different types of snack cakes <laughs> and hybrid snack cake breakfast pastries <laughs> and there's candy. And are those there, toaster cupcakes? I love those. There are toaster cupcakes. There's a 38-slot toaster. For toasting things. Like a moth to a flame, and I had right over. <laughs> no plates, yeah. but all this other stuff. Is Why there. do you need plates? There's yeah. just kind of a pile of wrappers in a corner. <laughs> I'm going to try to find something vegan. I, I, 
You know, I think technically yeah, the pretty. toaster cupcakes are vegan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Oreos are too. There, there are some things there. That Weirdly, bacon bits no are like the bakos. I remember this from Food Not Bombs days. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, okay. rescue now. Gut bombs later. Oh. I suspect Jubilee and Boom Boom are going to be a couple minutes here. <laughs> so if anybody wants to advance the plot, it's yeah. probably so, not so going to be us. Evan also starts eating stuff. Hey, man, does virtual reality food actually make you fat? I hope not. <laughs> I will lean on the wall near Evan looking cool and being like, so seriously, you skate here? It's like some serious cliffs, bro. Do you have like a park? I or? skate everywhere. Do I have a park? What a dumb question. He walks to the other side of the room, <laughs> oh, slides aside another curtain, and there's just a ramp going down underground. He hands you a skateboard. And he's like, go try it. I'll show <laughs> I'm more of a surfer, bro, but respect. Respect. Guys! Whoa! We're having a great time! Right, Way no. to go, kitty! No, it's important. Do you know where we can find Scott and Jean? Apparently they're they're imprisoned in... What was the name of the castle, kitty? Oh, Bayville Castle? <laughs> oh, Bayville Castle? <laughs> sure. So, he's like... Yeah, I think the Princess of Grey Harbor is imprisoned there. Man, that's got to be a bummer. Right? You got any more fun surprises you put in here? He's like, <laughs> oh, I made all those traps and then I forgot to set them. I should have done that before you guys got here. That would have been wicked. <laughs> I'm going to tell your aunt on you. He just kind of looks confused. Hey, just like, be like cool, you think kitty. maybe he didn't get programmed with the uh, with knowledge of, of uh, his aunt. Yeah, I'm waving my hand in front of his face. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? The castle. You're going to tell castle. us how to save everybody. Oh, oh, the castle. Yeah. All right. So it's like, it's really dangerous. And there's this wall around it. That's like a sandstorm. And it's like, if you get stuck in that, like you'll get killed probably. So that's really dangerous. Oh, I could probably send Windrider to help you though. Excellent. Yeah. Much appreciated. I walk up with an Wait. armful of, like, snack cakes. Wait, Professor Monroe's going to listen to us for once? <laughs> that sounds great. Who's that? Your Auntie O, smart guy. Who's that? I don't think he knows, like, the real world names. Oh. I think you gotta use game terms. The rad chick with the white hair, man. Oh, Windrider, yeah. Yeah. See? This dude gets me. <laughs> yeah, she'll totally listen to you. <laughs> hmm. Wait, are computers fallible? My mind is blown. <laughs> I feel like I'm channeling a lot of comic jubilee, too. Like early yeah, comics. This is definitely a mix of... <laughs> That's why I like nature, dude. You can trust the earth. She's dangerous. She'll throw you. But you know she's consistent. You know she's got your back. I feel like we're kind of mixing our metaphors here, Keanu. Come on, kids. It's time to, like, save a princess. I shrug. Wait, isn't nature where you find, like, those fish that... Never mind. I shudder. Those fish. <laughs> so Jubilee did pay attention to that. This is, like, the one thing that Jubilee and Boom Boom actually paid attention to was the dread Kandiru. <laughs> yeah, we just... We've got that one page, like, bookmarked. Well, you, like, you saw the name and you thought it was a supervillain. So <laughs> sounds like one. I mean, it might you, as well You don't be. even know the name because you just wrote it down in your notebooks as a dickfish? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're equal opportunity. The Dread Candira is actually like a daredevil villain in one of those suits who tries to jump into daredevil. Never mind. <laughs> oh, God. Matt Murdock's life is bad, is what I'm saying. The comics code for once saved us from something, yes. 
Uh, okay, okay, look, the comics could give us Sauron. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Pterodactyl vampires as opposed to actual vampires. Look, How I, would Matt Murdock's cursed penis factor into that? <laughs> look, I just want to say. I mean, I assume that would actually protect him yeah. in this case. Matt Murdock's cursed penis is actually what the X and X factor stands for. Is that... <laughs> look, I just want to say you can't call something candy roo and then not have it be candy and then be something that swims in your pee hole. I cannot add I'm, on to that statement. It's a perfect statement. I'm Jubilee. pretty sure you can't say pee hole on kids programming. Jubilee. It's okay though. We're in a video game. <laughs> Rated T for teen. Oh, I'm, I'm actually. Rated P for pee hole. For the first time, I'm actually seriously disappointed that I didn't play Scott because I could have used the pizza hotline. There's nothing cool about going into the internet and whatever it was. Cyberspace. Don't worry. He'll meet up with you when all this is over. Okay. Just... As long as he can I'll, actually I'll say you yeah. take okay. over. That's, that's, that's going to be okay. the ending line. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing cool about exploring cyberspace. The thing is, X Men Evolution Cyclops probably would think it's pretty cool. Yeah. He would actually. It's true. Yeah. You can have Professor X later. I mean, he wouldn't be here because he's enough of a Star Trek fan to know that holodecks always go wrong. That's yeah, true. that's yeah. true. Okay, so we have our Wind Riders. going to help us out. We have our still vaguely intact ship. So, She's a good boat. She'll get us there. So Eric the Red, he ushers you out and you're all like carrying armfuls of treats and soda and stuff if you want to be. No, not the energy drink, though. That stuff will mess you up. <laughs> if you're Jubilee, I'm sure it will. Has Boom Boom ingested any energy drinks? Oh, God, way too much. Okay. Way too much. All right, good to know. On your way out, he says, well, farewell, travelers, I guess, or something like that, whatever they say in these kind of things. Uh, Wait, does he literally say farewell, travelers, I guess, or whatever they say in these kinds of things? Yes, he literally says that. And he says, oh, I'm getting one of those, uh, what do they call them? Uh, like a, I'm getting a promotion. So you guys, <laughs> I, I get the sense that you are outworlders of some means type. Or something. I don't think we're from Outworld. You don't get much more Outworld than us. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a genie. I live in this magical realm. I can turn stuff into bubblegum. I'm totally a genie, too. He's quiet for a second, and then he looks at only Kitty. It says, <laughs> look, if you want to get back to your home realm or whatever, in the basement of Bayville Castle, there's a portal that can take you there. I mean, it's really hard to get to, because, like, it's in the dungeon, and, you know, there's only one way in there, and that's if the queen says so. But, you know, maybe that's a way out. Look, I'm just trying to be helpful. <laughs> Good looking out, Evan. Later, skater. Fire Red. the rad. And he shreds off into the distance and back into the camera. Now, there was a single-minded computer program. <laughs> I can respect that. Man, Evan's a lot cooler when he's not physically here. That outfit. That outfit. I can't get over that outfit. I feel like it's going to haunt us. I shrug. Uh, all right, so I guess we head back onto the Star Jammer. Now, is Windrider coming with us, or...? Windrider is kind of following a little bit behind you, just kind of steadily just floating closer. I want to walk nearer her. I'm looking vaguely smug. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's following your cues. Kitty's going to be, like, completely insufferable after this adventure. <laughs> I am going to try to engage to. <laughs> Windrider in conversation about the possible applications of her powers to create optimal surfing conditions. Okay. Uh, she politely and patiently listens to what you have to say. I will go into, like, remarkable meteorological detail. <laughs> right. She's looking at you and listening patiently to what you have to say. Dude, you already know Boom Boom can make you choice waves. Yeah, but, like, sometimes. 
I don't want to like mess too much with the natural order of things. And I mean, she's cool, but she doesn't have any real understanding of the sea. Like, I feel like she's not going to get the spiritual side of it. And that's what I'm in for, you know? I'm just staring at you and blinking in utter incomprehension. I join in the blinking. Do you eventually just shrug like, yeah, it's probably true? Pretty much, yeah. God, I wrote down all of these point break quotes so carefully. No one appreciates me. (laughs) I don't think we get the spiritual side of point break. Literally all of Clueless flew out of my head as soon as I sat down for this. I mean, look, I spent like two thirds of the movie basically making the jamming action figures together movement and yelling, now kiss. (laughs) It's basically all about surfing and feelings. Yeah, And then later on, there's a lot of violence, which detracts from the surfing, but amps up the feelings. I sat down with you halfway through it, and that was my first watch through. And all I saw was the violence, so I don't think I get the point of the movie. You also fell asleep partway through, didn't you? It's hard to say. I fall asleep halfway through lots of things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you get back on the ship. Wind Rider is kind of slowly following you. You set sail. uh, And then we cut. You're arriving at this kind of bleak area covered in rocky spires and there's this swirling sandstorm all around it and you kind of look and you can see in the distance there's this kind of jagged nasty looking castle like it's straight out of a disney movie's villain hideout or a villainous castle and wind rider kind of walks forward and does some magic and the windstorm swirling around it dissipates and now you can see it more fully and there's this giant set of wooden doors with a garland of skulls hanging over it, uh, and then we fade to commercial. All right, we return from the commercial break, and it fades in, and it's a low shot of this stone bridge crossing a chasm. There are these rocky spires on each side. There are brambles all over uh, underneath the bridge and crawling up the walls, Uh, and then there's this imposing, towering stone castle at the far end. And... We cut to two people standing guard at the gate. One of them looks pretty much exactly like the blob, but he's wearing this velvet vest with brocade and a big ruffled collar. Uh, Do you mean a doublet, Logan? Yes, a doublet. Thank you. He's wearing a doublet. The other looks almost exactly like Avalanche, but he's wearing a suit of plate armor and he has a big helmet that looks kind of like a a loaf pan over his head (laughs) and he's holding a lance. Oh. Uh, and Kitty, you and the rest of the uh, X-Men and Alex are hanging out at the far side of this bridge and you're kind of looking down there and you know this is the Duke and Lance a lot. <laughs> okay, who programmed this part? <laughs> Kitty coughs and, you know, looks to the side. Not blaming this one on Spike, I see. Blushing slightly. <laughs> who are these trolls? Oh, just some dorks we tangle with sometimes. Excuse me, we? I'm an X-Man-ish, so is Jubilee. Oh man, I get to get in a superhero fight! Uh, one of them looks up when you yell, I get to get in a superhero fight, like, did you hear something? Uh, nah. It looks like they're just kind of lazing around. Lancelot is actually, like, sitting on a stool with his feet up on the, uh, on the nearest wall. The two of them start talking, Hey, did you see the princess? And the duke says, Yeah, they had a hard time capturing her. Queen Darkholm herself had to get involved. Come on, guys. I'll phase you through the wall. Get in that way. Superhero fights aren't really my speed, man. Like, I'm more of a live and let live guy. Oh, come on. You can shoot things. You're missing out, point break. You think the Corsair is going to show up? We could totally kick his butt. Dude, look. First of all, 
that movie has some very wrong-headed impressions about what surfing is like. And second of all, I don't watch it anyway because there are long, lovingly shot skydiving sequences and that's screwed up. Not We're to interrupt you there, boy shorts. You just got challenged. You just got called out. Are you just going to walk away from that? I mean, Ignore by video game Alex. characters, man. It doesn't matter that's if cool. they're real or not. The important part is it's an outlet for your tangled teenage emotions. That's why I surf. Come on, deal with your misplaced aggression. Yeah, we could totally take the princess's boyfriend, but it's Pirate Kitty I'm worried about. Yeah, she's real tough. And she's so highly skilled and beautiful also. See? Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> Kitty is glaring daggers at Boom Boom. Wow, that Pirate Kitty sure is great. Girl. Yeah, gee. Everybody wants to feel special. Who am I to judge? <laughs> I'm going to judge a little. <laughs> You two want to go? <laughs> I think they do. Are you going to get in a fight with them instead of the Was that a double guards? entendre? <laughs> well, there are two of them. I'm tossing a time bomb up and down. <sighs> I guess we could phase through, I guess. No, no, you two want to prove yourselves? Go at it. I smirk. <laughs> I don't know, man. They're waiting for us to rescue them. I'm going to zap Boom Boom's time bomb <clears throat> out of the air before it can go off. Make Gently. A, make a... Uh... Cosmic blast to do that. All right. So that's going to be a 12 plus four. So 16. Okay. So Boom Boom is kind of holding this time bomb in her hand, probably tossing it up and down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, Havoc shoots a very minor plasma blast and pops it out of your hand and, and it disappears. Hey. Come on. Let's get back to the mission. <sighs> Nobody hears any fun at all. Well, except you, Sparks Nevada, I say, glancing at Jubilee. Kitty holds her hand out to the group at large. Her arm, I guess. Come on, kids. As we, uh, right, okay. be right before I grab onto Kitty's hand and thus become intangible, I toss a uh, low-intensity, short-duration time bomb beside us at uh, the Duke and Lance, okay. and then phase with Kitty. Um, all right, so Kitty, this is going to be difficult because you're phasing so many people. Mm -hmm. So you're going to need to make a uh, power test. Okay, so that's uh, 12 on power, plus 4... I guess plus five. So 21. All right. So you managed to just barely phase everybody out. And uh, how are you going in? Are you going down below the bridge and then through the wall? Or Yeah. All right. So you get down and you get through the wall. And uh, it kind of feels like you're on a lower level, but it's just like solid stone everywhere. Um, so you can see that there's like a little bit of open space above you. But it's really hard to tell where you could even come out if you stay at the level you're at right now. Now, wait a minute. Is Windrider still with us at this point? No. As soon as the sandstorm dissipated, her job was done and she booked it. Okay. So we don't have to worry about any potential uh, mystical claustrophobia right now? No. Okay. Okay, kids. Princess or the portal? Well, we're supposed to save the princess. That's the program, right? And the longer we stay in here, the longer I get to be a genie. And yeah. Jubilee, too. Aren't and they both in the dungeon? Plus, I refuse to believe you could make a video game I can't beat. <laughs> Ooh, them's fighting words. <laughs> All right. Well, I say let's find this Princess Jean of Grey or whatever her name is and her boyfriend, too. And, you know, we'll just see what happens. Okay, so that way. <laughs> so we're just choosing at random right now? At random. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Uh, so you kind of pop your eyes up through the floor and you uh, can see a throne room. All right. So there's this cavernous throne room and the walls are lined with torches. Uh, and in the middle of the room, there's a towering throne with a big, wide, ornate desk in front of it that looks suspiciously like Principal Darkholm's office. And there are four members of the royal court. 
There's a jester kind of hopping around and making faces. It's kind of a, a short, thin guy with kind of these big yellow teeth, and he's wearing the jingly cap, and he's going, ching, 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 and he's kind of dancing. Looks like he's getting tired. There is the messenger who you already met, Pietro. He speeds into the room through one of the windows, and he drops off a big pile of uh, letters onto the desk and then grabs a different pile of letters and zips back out. And then, like, a fraction of a second later, he zips in through another window, drops off a pile of letters, picks up another one, and zips back out. And then over in the corner, there's someone wearing these deep red robes and wearing this giant bright red witch's hat um, and uh, standing over a cauldron and, like, throwing bits of newt and herbs and stuff into the cauldron and brambles and bones uh, of, of small animals. Her face is kind of shadowed by the hat, so you can only see... She's got, like, her lips have bright red lipstick on them, and she's kind of scowling as she works. Huh, is that the school lunch lady? Only Kitty would recognize Mystique at this point, right? Because Principal Kelly would just have taken over at the beginning of the season. Okay. And on the throne itself is Queen Darkholm, uh, who has her fingers tinted in front of her. Uh, She's wearing this dress with a really tall collar. Um, She's got kind of angular features and dark gray hair that's pulled back in this kind of severe tight bun and she's got these glowing rings all over her bony fingers she's writing something on a parchment with a big plume a big quill and she kind of tosses it to the side and it kind of floats down and it's another set of execution orders for some enemy of the realm execution or execution yes for the executioner i'm going to pretend i didn't hear that (laughs) so uh surveying this entire scene huh kind of impressed But if anybody ever needed a time bomb down the back of their shirt, it's basically everybody in there. I mean, I know you had the stealthy phasing through thing before, Ghost Girl, but this right here, I mean, come on, right? Yeah, I feel like this whole scene could be livened up a little with some fireworks. (sighs) Gonna try to get everyone go back the way we came. Hopefully before anyone blows anything up. Okay, now so you're just trying to like pull us down and phase (laughs) us through? Have you thrown a time bomb already or is that... I mean, it's a toss-up. So as, uh, you, as you kind of, as you're having this conversation, you hear something kind of distant through the big wooden doors. You hear a, boom. Hey, where'd that come from? The doors kind of pop open and the Duke and Lancelot are standing there and they've got like soot on their faces and their hair is kind of shocked out. Uh, and they're like, I think we've got intruders. Are you playing Boom Boom or Jokey Smurf? <laughs> I mean, there's really not that much of a difference when it comes down to it. Okay, so we're we're being phased back through at this point? I haven't started yet. Okay, so in that case, with all of these characters here, the question becomes, does Boom Boom enter a fight that's probably completely unwinnable just because it would be fun? I think I just answered that question. Nope. Okay. Boom Boom gets other people into fights that are completely unwinnable because it's fun. Yeah, she needed a way to set it up so it looked like it was the fault of someone else in the room. In fact, what I'm going to try to do, uh, this I'm going to be using my flinging skill right here, is just get a very small time bomb while they're distracted by the Duke and Lance into the Scarlet Witch slash the Bavel Lunch Lady's cauldron. Okay. I'm hoping for a giant plume of soup and, you know, nude parts. So make an agility check for flinging. So that's going to be five. And you know what? Let's do this right. So let me drop down this red six to cascade that into another three. So that takes us to 11, 12, 13, 14. All right. So your your time bomb goes arcing through the room uh, and it goes into the cauldron. And the witch kind of looks around a little bit. Like, what happened? 
uh, and then goes back to her work. Now, let's see how strong your bomb was. What intensity did you make it? Okay, so for something like this, given how exciting this is, let's, I'm not going to do the full intensity, because that would probably actually kill everyone, and this is X-Men Evolution, after all. So let's go ahead and give that, I don't know, I think a, a 12 worked before. So that brings us to 16, and let's throw down... Okay, this is perfect. I have a Molly Hayes Impulsive Reaction Youthful Exuberance card, okay. which I really couldn't play anything else right now, so that would take it to a 19. Uh, okay, and how long was the timer? The timer was, like, for maybe five seconds. Okay, so it, it's gone into the cauldron. Kitty, if you want to do anything, do it right away before the explosion. Okay, I figure I'm trying to grab all of the people to phase them, but I can't because people have spread out a little since I phased them through. Okay. I thought we were still halfway through the floor, so... Oh, no, I thought I got us all the way I out. think you have to come out to have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. To get so you're, right. you're, kind of, you're kind of hidden behind a, a big you know, curtain on the wall, uh, a big tapestry. I'm being sensible and sticking by Kitty, so. All right, so you're trying to collect everybody up. Yeah, but um, obviously some people are out of my reach right now. So uh, and I'm not have, Havoc the Corsair is near enough to you to grab because, uh, because he's standing near you for uh, you know, being sensible. Where's Jubilee at the moment? Uh... Jubilees? Oh, gosh. How poor would you like your your judgment to be here? I think my judgment's pretty poor at this point. Where she's most likely to be tagging along with Boom Boom, I think she's probably getting ready to blast the cake. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) All right. Okay, so uh, you managed to grab onto Alex. Are you going to go anywhere? Well, I, I can't leave these two behind. So the time bomb sinks into the cauldron. The jester kind of looks up and notices Jubilee. He's like, hey, we got somebody in here. Aren't you supposed to say knock, knock, or is that my line? And then the cauldron goes, boom. And I yell out, who's there? I'm going to say, distraction, come on, we got to go. All right, and there's a shower of just, uh, like, it looks like soup just <laughs> splashing over everybody, like, raining down on all of you. Boom, boom, it's getting in your hair. Uh, Worth it. Oh, no. Pietro has just flown back in and he's like holding a bag of mail over his head to keep it from getting on him. <laughs> By um, evolution logic, I assume that Kitty gets the brunt of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she can phase through it, though. So. Mm, that's true. Yes, but, but this was is she one. Ready yeah. for it? No, evolution Kitty does not know when to phase properly. So <laughs> okay, that's why so, she runs into walls. So Kitty's a mess. <laughs> it, it's like you're wearing your big pirate hat and like it's soaked and the big feather is just flopping down, just completely sodden. Ooh. All right, come on, Patrick Swayze helping build some pottery with his ex-girlfriend. Let's find the dungeon. (laughs) I was saving that one. Okay. That's kind of her thing, huh? (laughs) You have no idea. Is everyone close enough for I, me I to think grab this now? Point, in, in the chaos, we've all... Well, you, wait, 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 wait. Kind of oh, oh. Out, so. Knock, knock. Who's there? Pie to the face. Point. Where did you find yes. a pie? I'm scooping something off the table. And- oh, okay. <laughs> well, you were going so, after a cake, right? <laughs> Some sort of cake. Oh, no, no. There's no it, cake. She probably had one from uh, Evan's thing. So like oh, a, a hostess fruit a pie. Fruit pie. A hostess fruit pie. pie. A, a, a horse death fruit pie. <laughs> uh, you smash in his face. All right, make an agility flinging. check. <laughs> yeah, I've got flinging, so... And how better to use flinging Perfect. than for a Slamming. delicious, flaky apple or cherry hostess fruit pie? It solves all problems. All right, so I'm going oh, to... That's another red. I'm going to flip a card for the opposition here. That's a 17 to hit Toad with a pie. Okay. Uh, he is, uh, he's very agile, but you've caught him kind of unawares. 
So your 17 is enough to splatter his face with kind of a nasty fruit pie that's kind of leaking nasty know, red red liquid. It's wholesome ingredients. Sure it is. Made with real fruit. It's, it's the most <laughs> nutritious thing he's had in eight years. Uh, and it splatters across his face. Some of it splatters on the ground and he kind of loses his balance and goes whoop, 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 and falls on his back. Now I'm running back to them. The queen stands up and imperiously strikes a finger for it and points at you. Says, ah, the pirates have arrived for their execution. Genies! I sort of give a thumbs up at the queen at that. (laughs) And she uh, reaches over to the side of her throne and pulls a crank. And from behind her throne, this platform rises. Magneto's here too. And this platform rises. And there is a red-haired woman in a princess's dress uh, Ah. chained up to it. And she looks kind of miserable and looks exactly like Jean Grey. Of course sure she's miserable. She's a red give us, in pink. Give us the oh. princess, dude. Nobody has to get hurt any well. more than... <laughs> Can we hurt them a little? The, the queen kind of looks dude. at you like, Ah, her awful pirate boyfriend has arrived to rescue her. I'm not... And that's her not, awful pirate no. girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 man. I wouldn't go there. That's like that's like a major brofell. <laughs> you think... <laughs> Except that one time with Madeline Pryor. <laughs> That's like a major profile. Like the number of things. Like maybe if I lived in like Australia and. <laughs> oh my God, you would be such a gross little goblin. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know. But anyway, the point is, I would never do that. Maybe like in another universe. We genies <laughs> prefer to remain unentangled as we like, you know, Oh, I get it. Like genies, because. <laughs> Flies completely over my head. Yeah. What? Pirate Kitty but, but and her seriously. amazing friends are here to save the go. day. I think you mean the explosion genies and their tagalongs? <laughs> mm-hmm. The queen kind of whips her finger around and points at the witch and says, Stop them! Uh, and the witch begins incanting a spell. Oh, that can't be good. Okay. <laughs> that incant be good. Uh, mm, uh, <laughs> well done. Uh, and chains kind of start flying off the walls. And come to kind of wrap you up. So there's a set of manacles flying at Jubilee. Um. And another set flying at Alex. So the two of you are going to have to try to dodge them if you want to avoid Am I still in contact with Kitty? Can she just phase them or phase me through? She can't right now, but if you do get caught, she can phase you out, assuming she's still in contact. Well, I will attempt to dodge. I don't suppose surfing or boating would be applicable (laughs) skills here. You are (laughs) landbound. I don't know. What if these were headed for me? What if these were headed for the illusion of me? Ah. All right. You can try to uh, create an illusion and be elsewhere. So, 12? 12 against the Scarlet Witch. Hmm. Clank, clank. Uh, And (laughs) the chains pull you to the wall and kind of bolt themselves to the wall and you're stuck in place. Oh, man. Kitty, your illusions are too low res. They're heading for your illusion and then they just whipped right through it and caught you just, you know, a few feet away hiding. Should have gone for a different trajectory. All right, I'm going to try to dodge. Straight up agility, I guess. Um, plus five, so that would be 12. All right. You also are chained to the wall. Man. <laughs> oh, can I try to phase him through since we're still... Uh, yeah, now we're going to go to your actions. So you're all going to go in order again. Uh, and we can start with Kitty. Okay, I'm going to try to phase Alex out in the direction towards Jubilee. Because, you know... Kitty's trying to save everyone. This is her story. She wants That's to be true. a hero. <laughs> so my phasing's 12, and I'm just going to play a 5 
from that. So 17. Okay. To phase Alex out in the direction of Jubilee. All right. So you phase Alex free and you're heading in the direction of Jubilee, but you have not reached her yet. <laughs> oh man, this is so not my bag. And so you're kind of just dragging Alex around by his hand. Yeah. Hey, as a video game genie, I turn into light. Okay. Excellent. Wait, if you're a video game genie, can't you just hack the game? Uh, uh, it's not an 8-bit system. I need more things to throw down. <laughs> there we go. Uh, do I need to make a check for that, or do I just yes, automatically turn into light? That'll be a uh, willpower, I believe, uh, since it's magic. Well, it's my light control. Oh, okay. And I am pulling a lot of these doom cards for you. Thank you. So that's a 25 altogether. All right. Uh, you do turn to light, and... Uh, you can just pass right through the manacles. Ha, that was a pretty bright idea. Uh, <laughs> boo. Bada bing, bada boo. <laughs> all yep. All right. So what about the rest of you? Okay. So um, we have the Scarlet Witch who's doing various uh, casty things. Mm-hmm. Um, does she have any kind of a physical focus or is it like uh, in the comics where she's just making gestures uh, with right her now, hands? You don't know yes, she we need to get out of here. Whatever she was working on with the cauldron has been exploded, and that potion is probably ruined. Okay. Uh, so now she's just kind of, yeah, doing gesture stuff and All doing generic right. magic. Generic magic, as one does. Okay, so I'm going to try to uh, disrupt what she's doing, since she seems to be the biggest threat. Um, and since I've been mostly throwing around explodies thus far, I'm going to try to catch her off guard with the martial arts skill that I apparently have. You're going to go karate chop the witch? I- I'm going to do a flying spin kick at her, because okay. if there's one thing I learned from the... Uh, Walk in the Wild Head episode of X-Men Evolution is that these girls are incredible at jump kicks. That's also true. All okay. right. So uh, that's going to be so a five the plus the martial arts skill, which I guess will make that a little bit easier. And let's go ahead and throw down uh, this nine right here. So that'll take it to 14. All right. So it's a difficult maneuver to pull off, but you managed to do it. And you do a flying jump kick and knock her back away from her cauldron. What was your total again? Uh, the total was 14, nine plus five. Uh, plus, it was using the martial arts skill, whatever that factors in. All right. Uh, all all right. right. So you knock her back, and uh, she kind of uh, stumbles into into the wall. She's still up, and she's kind of shaking her head. She's a little woozy, but she's she's still in the fight. All right. Take that, Matoya and or Matilda, depending on what pop culture one is referencing, I say. <laughs> Boom Boom's getting more sophisticated all the time. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> uh, all right. How about Alex or Kitty? Alex, save the princess. I'm going to try to zap through Jean's chains. Okay. With my zappy powers. Yeah. (laughs) As you fire the pure power of the sun itself in the direction of someone who's chained up, I Uh, aim well. I'm being careful. 19. (laughs) So it's not the hardest thing to aim at, but these chains are magically enchanted. So I'm using one of the doom cards to make it harder. Okay. Oh, no. Sorry. Uh I got a 19. All right. You still managed to get through. So the magical enchantment holds back your plasma for a few seconds, but you keep the pressure on. You know, you kind of... Close your eyes and zen out a little bit and just keep going and you feel it flowing through you and ping, the chains pop and the princess kind of collapses to the floor. Apparently she also thinks it's X-Men 92. Uh, collapses <laughs> to the floor and she's conscious, but she's very weak. Good shooting, Alex. Thanks. So I guess, Kitty, you you freed Alex this round. So um, we're going to go back to the rest of the group. So the little toadying gesture is kind of wiping the stuff off his face, kind of looks around at all of you, and he sees that you just freed the princess. So he kind of jumps at you and tries to grab onto you and kind of knock you over. So he's kind of jumping onto your shoulders and grabbing at your face, basically. Can I dodge or get away from him? Yeah, you can try to to dodge him or try to muscle him off, either one. 
Watch out, mullet boy. All right, I'm going to try to agility away. Seven plus six, but it cascades because it's red. So 13 plus two, so 15. Uh, And that was agility, right? Yes. It's a bob. I mean, it's not really. (laughs) Never mind. Forget it. No one understands me. Alex Summers, you are good at surfing and boating and not hairstyle defining, apparently. (laughs) If you had the hairstyle defining skill, that would be a different story. No, I'm just He's better than his two friends. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I have two friends whose names I have not come up with yet. I was going to try to come up with something. One of them has really shitty ponytail and the other one has a soul patch. And I'm pretty sure that when we're not cameoing in X-Men Evolution... We try to solve mysteries and fail. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that spinoff. All right, so the Toad, who also would watch the hell out of that spinoff, has jumped onto your shoulders and is trying to get you, uh, but you're kind of managing to twist out of the way and get him off. Uh, and he grabs at you, and he's trying to grab the back of your bob. Um, and he accidentally, he accidentally grabs it's on... not. I'm lying. It's not a bob. He accidentally grabs onto your going on. shell necklace instead. And it pulls free and snaps and he falls to the ground and kind of goes rolling into the corner. Cultural appropriation pays off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The witch begins casting another spell. And this time uh, she is making the stones rise up underneath Boom Boom's feet to try to kind of clap them in in stone so you can't escape. Whoa. Uh, do you want to try Ooh. to avoid it? I, I definitely want to try to avoid that, yes. Um, let's actually, so the stones are trying to... Uh... The stones of the floor, they, they kind of look like cobblestones, so they're mm-hmm. kind of swirling up and uh, starting to clap around your feet and trying to just kind of bury your feet in the floor. All right, if I can, I'm going to try to just sort of hop back as I throw down a small uh, quick fuse time bomb to scatter those stones. Okay, so just uh, make the check for the bombs. Okay, so that'll be four plus, uh, let's turn on a three, so seven, that cascades into another four, which also cascades, we're at 11, plus five is 16. Okay, so you just in time managed to pull back and drop two bombs, and it blows up a big chunk of the floor, which kind of falls out underneath you, so you lose your footing for a second, but you managed to catch it. And you can kind of see that this part of the floor is above kind of the giant canyon below. So you're kind of your feet for a second are just over a giant drop. But you manage to catch yourself and sit on the edge of it before you fall through. Whoa. Oh, consequence is my greatest foe. (laughs) Uh, Can I try to catch her? Uh, Not yet. Okay. Uh, but you, you can, uh, so she's, she's okay for the moment, uh, but she could be in danger if she acts again. So if you want to try to pull her back, um, we'll do that in the next round of the battle. I mean, it's boom, boom. She could be in danger if she acts again is pretty much a universal <laughs> state. <laughs> Living on the edge, Tabitha Smith. So meanwhile, the Duke and Lancelot both come charging at Kitty. Lancelot has his lance kind of down and is, has it pointed at you and he's running towards you. And the Duke is kind of charging at you from another angle. So they're both kind of set to run into you. Does Lancelot make a rock pun? Yes. They're coming from two different angles, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that thing that, you know, Kitty does where she phases and people run into each other. Right. Uh, Classic. So so they're coming in. Go ahead and and make your check. Lancelot yells, you're stone cold dead. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a pun Kitty would write. (laughs) <laughs> it also sounds like something that Avalanche would say in X-Men Evolution. Okay, so uh, phasing 12 plus 6, so 18. 
All right. And uh, great looks, bad attitudes. <laughs> All right. So they come rushing toward you, and Lancelot is agile enough. He manages to stop himself short uh, before he crashes into the Duke. But the Duke is just kind of, you know, he's a freight train. As Lancelot stops, the Duke trips over his lance and goes skidding across the floor, and the whole floor kind of shakes. And he goes, All right. Okay. Nice work, kitty cat. Thumbs up to Boom Boom. Excellent. Teamwork. Also, man, you just nailed the voice there. (laughs) All right. That will bring us to another round. So I'm going to flip a new card for the bad guys. They're quite a bit stronger this round. That's an eight. Ah, unfortunate. Mm. And they are still all pretty much in the picture, right? Uh, yeah, some of them are basically embarrassed or have fallen down. But uh, I also, this is a negative aura. So the bad guys kind of managed to recover a little bit. So the Duke and the Jester both stand back up and look like they're getting ready to attack again. And uh, all of the all the enemies, since you're outnumbered, kind of start getting ready to surround you. You know, we get that high shot from above where they're kind of encircling you and kind of closing in slowly. As we sort of back up to each other's backs, <laughs> exactly. you know, facing out in all directions. Yeah. All right. And you can go in any order you please. All right. So uh, what do we have on the ceiling? Are there things hanging from the ceiling, yeah, say, there above? Actually, there kind of uh, gothic nasty looking chandeliers with you know kind of gargoyles sculpted into them and stuff and dripping candles with red flames hanging up above okay various bits of chains uh, hanging from the ceiling atmospheric flare Mm -hmm. all right we're in a cartoon i'm going to use some cartoon logic how high is the ceiling it's really high up above really high above and uh how far can my transmutation ability extend is that just things i uh can touch or can i do it at range uh you can try to do it at range all right, so what it, I'm going to do... It'll be a little harder. I'm going to use all of my zen-like meditative Tabitha Smith focus, which I have a lot of, Okay, suddenly. so that's a penalty of four. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to attempt to turn some of the bits of the chains that are touching the ceiling, that are attaching those chains and chandeliers and stuff, into bubblegum, thus sending various stuff crashing down upon our approaching foes. Okay. Let's try that. I uh, reach up, and my eyes sort of roll back, and the whites of my eyes are suddenly bright, bright pink, uh, which I'm pretty sure they actually have been the whole time I've been a fairy. And so I'm going to try transmutation. I guess that's going to be intellect. And let's try this one as an edge. So that's for free. So that's five plus this five right here, which is blue. So we'll try to cascade that. So that's 10 so far. Uh, That brings us to 15. So I guess we'll see if that's enough. Almost. So you transform parts of these into bubblegum. And they begin to kind of stretch so you see them kind of going and they go but it's so slow because it's just this stretching gum that by the time it snaps it's like a foot off the ground and it just kind of goes harmlessly to the ground and uh the gesture kind of looks down at it and just kind of hops over it oh that's what i get for trying subtlety instead of a bomb wait 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 Perfectly timed. Well, he's doing his smug little smile, like, hey. Okay. Fireworks to the Fireworks face. Fireworks in his face. All right. Yeah, Ooh. there's your problem, Boom Boom. You're being subtle. <sighs> right? Not normally a Boom Boom problem. I figured I would try branching out, you know, grow as a person. That'll show me. Am I doing this right? If I use my powers, do I use the power? You should try part? surfing. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> you do Some bubblicious waves. Though, so he's going to try to dodge you. And- so surfing's the source, man. Oh. It'll change your yeah, life. I've swear to God. Card pile really quick. Today's episode brought to you by Acme Brand Breakfast Cereal. The cereal that has no nutritional value, but is somehow a part of this complete breakfast. <laughs> well, that's because it's part of this complete breakfast, and all the nutrition comes from the other aspects of the breakfast. Go ahead and put those on top. Now, what you can't tell, uh, dear listeners, <laughs> is that we're shuffling cards right now. It's an important, exciting, dramatic part of this experience, and I wish we could share it with you further, but you'll have to take my word for it. It's totally happening. Super dramatic. Yes, right into the microphone. Chris is shuffling the cards because she's a professional. <laughs> 21. Okay. So he's very nimble, but you still managed to just nail him with a spray of fireworks. <laughs> Dang. Avenge my honor. <laughs> That's toad. What honor? Uh, and he oh, is. I kind of feel bad now. Uh, and he's kind of like rubbing his eyes because he's, you know, kind of dazzled. You know, you've blown the bells off of his cap and he's kind of wandering around, just kind of panicking. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, ah, ah, ah. It goes boom out the window. Ah, sploosh. Well, on the brighter side, water is his natural habitat. Uh, On the (laughs) other hand, I kind of feel bad for doing that. I'm going to try to blast the ground out from under the duke. Okay. (laughs) He's kind of, you know, pulling himself back up to his feet, and you shoot the floor underneath him. All right, I'm going to use one, which gives me my edge, plus seven, eight, plus my skill is 20. Wow. All right. Oh, jeez. Unfortunately, currently all of my cards are Doom cards, so, you know, that's a thing. All right, you got a 20. He is not very agile, oddly enough. You know, he's got immovability, but as we've learned, that doesn't pertain to the floor underneath him. So you blast the floor under him. Uh, It just kind of turns orange and melts out from under him, turns to slag, uh, and he kind of falls halfway down. He catches himself with his, his big meaty arms kind of holding onto the sides, and then you can see him kind of squish down further, and his arms are at a more and more acute angles, and then floop. Oh dear. You hear kind of boom, 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 Hey, like while you're down there, make sure Toad's okay. So the Duke is pretty much out of the fight, and the Jester, you think, is pretty much out of the fight as well. So, uh, what would the rest of you like to get up to? I guess I'll engage with Lance. Okay. Uh, That's pretty much the name of the game in X-Men Evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Engaging with Lance or not. Or Oh, yeah. Not, no one has used accidental porn lines so far this session. We're failing. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's wearing a weird metal version of his normal thing. Yeah. Right? Big, big kind of metal bowl shaped. I'd like to turn it around and then try to shove him down the hole. Well, okay. he's blinded. <laughs> I'm really glad that falling a super, super long distance into choppy water with probably rocks under it is totally not dangerous. They're well, animated. They're armor. resilient. <laughs> if evolution has taught us anything, again, it's you fall yeah. into a thing, you're out of the fight, and you're fine. Yeah. Again, kids are resilient, man. <laughs> yep. Blob is indestructible and toad bounces. Mm-hmm. And Avalanche. Is wearing yeah. armor. His armor will protect him from drowning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, you can do either agility or strength. Can I stack strength? Okay, uh, I'm going... Hold on. You mean... What do you mean stack it? Well, I've got a four and a five. Uh, You can only play... You can play one of those. You can play anything that is at your edge or under, but you can only play one card of a type, and it's just going to determine whether you get to draw another card off the top of the deck or not. Okay, so it's strength or agility? Yeah. I'm going to go for agility then, and that's five plus five, so... So if you do strength, you will get to flip a card off the deck, though. 
Oh, okay. So you could play the five, add your strength, and get another card. You just won't know how strong it is. Okay, so I'm going to do that. So that'll be eight plus eight. Okay, so 16. (laughs) All right. So 16. I don't believe his agility is nearly high enough to avoid that. So you do manage to turn his entire helmet around. And so you give him kind of a boot. It's toward where toward where the Duke fell through. All right. Later, uh, rock for brains. Wow. <laughs> Cats do like knocking things off shelves. <laughs> oh. Right. So he kind of stumbles that way. Uh, and one of his feet kind of slips through the edge in the hole. He kind of flails his arms and kind of manages to regain his balance a little bit. But he's teetering on the edge. Uh, and Oop. I believe Boom Boom still has to go. <laughs> Indeed, indeed she does. So, uh, yes. If I were playing Rogue like last time, I'd have so many good Southernisms. But instead, I'll just say, have a nice trip, and martial arts my shoulder into his uh, solar plexus, knocking him hopefully down. Okay. So, that is red, five, plus, uh, let's just go ahead and give that a nine. So, for a 14. Okay, so you bonk right into his solar plexus, and he goes, ah, ah! Clang! You hear kind of a, a loud clang noise as he lands in his armor. Clang, 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 clang. See ya, Splash. wouldn't want to be ya. Well, I really hope that was padded. I'm sure it's fine. All right, at this point, the queen stands up and oh. says, Enough of this! Wanda, step back. And the witch kind of slides backwards in her big robe and goes back to the corner. And the queen says, I'll finish these miscreants off myself. She begins to change shape. <laughs> oh, no. She could turn into dragon, dragon, a dragon, bird dragon, or a different dragon, bird or a bunch of bugs. She larger and kind Wolf. of turns entirely black. She's dragon, getting dragon, larger and something starts coming out of her back to form these giant wing shapes. Oh, and thank her God. head elongates. And Is she, she turning into a pterodactyl? Not quite. Dragon, 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 dragon. Uh, Though, as far as Alex knows, maybe this is what he thinks is happening. These horns kind of come out of her head. Scales pop up across the surface of her body as she turns into this giant quadrupedal dragon. And flames uh, lick up at the sides of her mouth. Like, this isn't exactly my, like, gig, but I'm pretty sure that this is still a Disney trademark and we're a Fox property at this point. (laughs) I mean, who cares, surfer boy? Little girl blue got awesome. <laughs> Kitty Pride cannot stop smiling. Just Whoa, <laughs> Principal Darkholm changing shape into stuff? Where'd you get these weird ideas? Wait, you know her? her Wasn't I around at the end of last season? Of no, 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 you showed up in the first episode of season two. Actually, yeah, I'm the only one who should be familiar with Principal Darkholm here. I mean, look, I met her in space. You did. You met her in space. I met a lot of people in space. Lesbian at the supermarket before she fell into the puberty machine. No, the last time the last time anyone saw her for a pretty long time, she was flying away from Asteroid M in a little round ball. Yeah, she hasn't turned back up yet. Principal Kelly is running the school these days. Okay, she's only digital. Listen, who cares who knows her or not? Point is, we get to fight a dragon, Kitty. This is amazing. I take back at least four or five of the bad things I've said about you over the years. Right, this is awesome. High five, Kitty. High five. You earned it. And the dragon attacks. <laughs> All right, so we're entering a new round of combat. The I dragon just... rears back, kind of starts flapping into the air, just kind of a little bit above the ground. And you see that she's got this long, sinuous tail, and she whips it 
and tries to knock Alex over. Ah, bummer, man. Alex, do you want to try to avoid getting whipped around by the dragon tail? Totally. All right, my agility is a seven. I assume surfing is not an applicable skill at this time. You could sort of surf on the tail. Yeah, I'm going to save that. So seven plus four is 11. All right, so you get... My cards are so bad. They are really bad. (laughs) They're Uh, so bad. You get your legs knocked out from under you, and you fall down. You don't have any armor or anything like that, right? No. All right, so you're going to reduce the amount of damage I'm about to tell you by your strength. So, 14 damage. Oh, shit. Ouch. Minus your strength, and you have to discard cards equaling that amount or higher. (laughs) Those cards don't come back. My hand is so bad right now. Well, that's down to nine damage after your strength is factored in. Okay. Totaling 11. All right, I'm down to two cards, and they're both... Oh, no. And they don't come back at all? No. So, however many cards you have left, you currently have a hand size of two. I'm going to be useless, just for the record. I have a hand size of two, and my hand is terrible. Neil, Gene, snap out of it! Oh no, Wes just wiped out! Uh, we cut back to the princess, who, maybe her name is Jean, uh, uh-huh. and she kind of is struggling to her feet going, uh, uh. The Havoc's not great at the whole make-believe thing. He takes yeah. things too seriously. So. This is 90s Gene. Um, Alright, so that's all the dragon's doing right now, so all of you can act. You know what we need right here, I think? What we need is some sweet team-up moves, mm-hmm. I would say. Right? Boom, boom, help me hit its feet! All right. Uh, kitty cat, phase us, phase us through the ground to get closer. It sounds like a plan. Okay, so we'll do kitty first, so do some phasing, and as before, it's going to be harder because you're moving two people. Okay, so, uh, phasing's 12, plus 7, 19. All right, so you move them into position. Okay. And which of you wants to go first? Go for it, Shades. All right, this little piggy's going to market. <laughs> <laughs> Two. So, trump card, and... Uh, so what are you doing? Using... Oh, blasting out its, uh, is blasting that, out her front feet. Is that agility-based? Oh, uh, you, you no, it's get, light control. You only get right, trump right. if you use the same. Well, it's still 22. 22? That's pretty good. Mm. Okay, so, and then for my part, and this little piggy went wee-wee-wee all the way to hell! Uh, you can't, can't say that! Fine, home. <laughs> Which, given my past, was pretty hellish come to think of it so i guess that's fine but regardless i'm gonna play this uh one which is under my edge to add on to the time to pull out the stops the 15 that i'm charging this up with okay for my time bomb with like uh let's give it a two second detonation for us to get out of the way i think that should be fine so that's 16 and i'm gonna go ahead and play this mystique 10 card right here for a 26 all right which is appropriate because you're shooting mystique all right, so you make some gigantic explosions. You said it was a 26? 26. 26. All right, uh, she's a tough sucker, this dragon, but you do manage to make a big enough explosion that she kind of goes cartwheeling forward through the air uh, and kind of gets tangled up a, a little bit and manages to sort herself out, but she's kind of a little off balance and is surprised at how powerful you can be when you're working together because she never <laughs> expected that. That's the explosive power of teamwork. Wait, I thought car theft was the explosive power of teamwork. There are lots of ways the explosive power of teamwork can manifest. (laughs) All right, so Alex, how about you? I'm going to stand up. That's about all your cards can let you do. Yeah, basically. um, Could I explode your injuries away, perhaps? No! Okay. (laughs) Don't blow me up. I could Um, use illusions to make you think you're not injured. (laughs) No, I am going to attempt to blast at the dragon's remaining feet, if it's got any. 
right? I mean, his feet yeah, are still it's, it's on. Kind of, it's kind of in the air. It's facing them. Uh, it turned around to face them, so you're behind it. Yeah, I will blast at it and try to stay away from the tail. All right. So I've got it's a 12 plus 4. I mean, there so are also 16. like chandeliers 16. on the ceiling. Probably hanging no, out. No, you knocked it. down all the chandeliers. I turned them into Thanks a lot. Hey, it seemed like a good idea. All right. So that will do it. But um, it's an extremely tough dragon. So you hit it square, but a bunch of the plasma just washes off its scales, basically. Okay, well, uh, if it washes of, toward me, I'm invulnerable to it. Uh, sure. It just for the record. You, you are invulnerable. I just want to use my skills, man. <laughs> I just want to use my skills. Okay. So it is only minimally affected by your plasma bolt. Man. Um, now the dragon gets to go again. What a wash. So I got a four for the opposition this round. But it looks at the three of you who are in front of it. It's largely ignoring Alex's shot from behind. And it opens its mouth, and a gout of flame just goes whoosh, and uh, just comes straight at you. How does that even work, like, biologically? Kitty! Yeah. Help! Okay, I'm going to try to phase us through this. Uh, you can try it. Okay, so phasing 12 plus 5, so 17. Okay. It's about as good as I'm going to be able to do here. Let me check and see what her... Uh, uh, you said that was 17? Yep. It is not good enough. Ooh. And so, then we were incinerated. So you're going you're gonna to get hit yeah. because you're trying to do this. The other two of you can still try to dodge it or something, but because you're trying to phase, you can't do it in a way that would take you out of Kitty's reach. I'm going to try and put up a force field to protect Kitty. Uh, okay. You guys are behind me. All right. So you're trying to protect her with the force field. So yep. uh, what did you get? So I play a purple card. So that's actually a trump card this time. And that's 18. All right. Your force field is strong enough to just barely protect Kitty. And the fire hits it and it is like cracking, just like barely holding it together. You can see like plates of it almost fall in. and You can feel the heat. Kitty's bathed in this orange light as the fire presses against your force field. Um, this is why Gene always makes that face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jubilee is straining with her genie magic. Mm-hmm. Kitty is barely not being incinerated behind all of this. Yes. So, and I the still fire like is still dragons. coming. <laughs> okay. And you're pretty much exposed. You and Jubilee are both pretty exposed right now. You're going to get, get zapped. Serious licks of fire. All right. Now, do I know enough through my genie intuition my uh, <laughs> to understand whether if uh, Jubilee was, say, pushed out of the way, whether her force field would still stay in- intact? Just so um, you know, you can't actually blow up fire. <laughs> <laughs> Says you. Judging by how intense the look of concentration on her face is, you think anything that disrupts that concentration is going to be too much and she's going to lose the force field. Okay, and the fire's still coming? Yeah. All right. I uh, shake my head. The things I do for character development, and I'm going to try to, with one hand each, push Jubilee and Kitty out of the way of the Gout of Flame, Okay, which probably would leave me in the remainder of it. So I'm going to call that, uh, would that be flinging or martial arts? Because either way, it's a skill. Uh, it would be strength, actually. Uh, just use your strength. Just straight up strength? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you have any skills that pertain We're to strength. We're all going to get blasted. This may not go well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, that's so four strength. <laughs> it's not a sacrifice if it goes... Plus a uh, green four, which will hopefully cascade into something useful for eight total. All right. Uh, and that is a six. So, okay, that's a 14. I don't know. We're gonna, we'll see how this goes. All right. So, that is just enough 
to push them out of the way. Just barely. Just like her force field was barely enough to hold back the fire. So you managed to put yourself into the line of fire. So you are going to take 14 damage. Minus your strength. Okay, 10 damage. Boom, boom! (laughs) Tabby! I'm on fire! (laughs) All right. That's um, pretty awesome! (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, we will uh, get rid of, of these. This girl is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You can just make out amid the sound of the gouts of flame pouring down a faint woo. (laughs) Right. So so now all of you can take actions. We're going to do boom, boom last because you just got singed really badly. Looking around the room, I'm used to working with my natural environment. I'm wondering what assets I may have here. Blasting the dragon didn't do much. I'm wondering if there's anything else I can blast that'll land on her, depower her, or create structural instability that will not kill all of my friends. Well, it's generally... We're not really your friends. You don't know us. You're my friends. I am the person who thought that Magneto was a good guy who wanted to help me. Like, random lint I find in the street is my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a pretty unnatural environment. You know, it's a big, you know, scary stone castle. The only stuff that really, in you know, all the uh, chains and the chandeliers from the ceilings are already smashed on the floor. The only thing that really seems like it still has some potential are those racks of, like, pickled newts and stuff from the witch's cauldron station. There's a whole bunch of, like, you know, shelves full of all kinds of weird jars of crap. Okay, can I hit them at an angle such that I will just sort of knock them slash blow them up onto the dragon? Um, you can try to kind of ricochet it off the wall behind them and, you know, kind of knock the... Knock the shells into the air. Come on, Alex. Scott could do it. Yeah, and that's why I call him in emergencies. (laughs) Superpower is geometry. (laughs) My superpower is feelings. It's not very useful. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. As somebody who out of the game, that basically is my only superpower. I resent that uh, remark. But you don't live in a superhero universe, bro. That's probably the best. Warlock doesn't. His power is feelings. Yeah, but Warlock's power of feelings can be realized as shape-shifting and fighting the impossible man. (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to use my sincerity to ricochet a blast off the wall and hit the Newt's and company. I will be using a blue card, so it cascades. That's six okay. plus more cascading, so 10 and 3, 13 plus 12, 25. 25. 25. So that's the power of feelings. It's the power of love. So the Dragon Queen is basically concentrating on them and not paying any attention to you. So these shelves of weird little bottles and vials uh, come flying at her, and she has just enough time to kind of look to the side to see them crash into her. All these weird uh, liquids splatter over her, and, like, strange compounds kind of go up in, you know, puffs of smoke and stuff. And she kind of wobbles a little bit, lands on the ground, and starts kind of changing shape weirdly like she's reverting to her natural form and she kind of turns into like she's kind of like half dragon half human at this point you can tell she's struggling to like grow her wings back out but can't quite manage it so it looks like she's really vulnerable at the moment I thanks to, to your feelings kitty i'd like to try to face her partially into the ground <laughs> or possibly all the way into the ground okay so uh that'll be 12 plus 6, so... 18. Okay. Uh, So you're trying to phase her into the ground. She's kind of a little confused and distracted at the moment. And you said you had 18? Yep. All right. So 
you manage to phase her into the ground and she kind of gets stuck there. And while she's trying to phase, it looks like she just gets confused and just phases into a form of stone. Uh, and she just looks like a statue of the queen now. Huh. What? Don't mess with Kitty's X-Men. <laughs> and we all do like a sort of never uh, gonna happen. No, we just Charlie's Angels pose. I was gonna say you got to do the Charlie's Angels Except pose at that Boom point. Like, uh, I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing the Charlie's Angels pose. I'm just slightly just on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, having stopped and dropped, I will now roll <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mutter. Yeah, we did it, guys. The witch kind of walks up to you. And kind of stands looming over you as you're kind of celebrating in her giant robes. And then she kind of turns quickly around and walks back to the throne, sits down. You know, you can't even see her eyes, but you get the feeling that she's staring at you. And she works some magic. uh, And the remaining chains that are still on the princess's wrist just pop loose. And she kind of stands up and goes, oh. (laughs) Uh, And begins to walk over towards you. Unexpected. You okay, Jean? She looks at you and says, oh, my love, thank you for saving me. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, and she now comes kiss. over for a my hero kiss. I Ooh. dodge. <laughs> <laughs> I run in and I hug Jean. All right. You hug Jean out of the way. Uh, and so her pursed lips go whoop, out of frame away from Alex as you you give her a big hug. Go Good on. to see you in one piece, Red. Uh, I go hug she, Tabby once I know she's not dead. <laughs> all right. So there's everybody's hugging but Alex. Aww. Aww. Come here, Alex. And, and, the, and the Scarlet Witch, who, you know, her what? motivation I'll go hug the Scarlet Witch. No, I won't. She does not appear to want hugs. So I'll, I'll, she'll, I'll, she'll turn your arms into snakes. I will give her an amicable nod. Right. And she nods back at you amicably. <laughs> I will give her a thumbs up. She does not know what a thumbs up is, but she does reach over to a lever near the throne, pulls it, uh, and one of the walls shakes uh, and then slides down into the ground, opening up a darkened passageway. Cool. Well, I I think I'm... Is it off fire? I mean, you're on fire. Does that mean you're off fire afterward? And I sort of pull myself to my feet, uh, leaning on Jubilee as I do. Gotta give it to you, Tabby. You were totally hot. (laughs) I grin. Not so bad yourself, poltergeist, which really is just a manifestation of our fears of the unknown and what happens after we die. Kind of stretching the metaphor, man. No such thing. Bogus. Um, so I turn into the Scarlet Witch. Tubular? Y- you helped us there at the end. Why? She just kind of looks toward the door that just opened in deeper into the castle uh, and just kind of raises her hand, just like, we're done talking. She doesn't say anything, <laughs> but she just kind of gestures. Wow, she's so realistic. I think she wants us to go in there. Well, all right. I, I mean, will glow up a light. I mean, it's not like she was trying to kill us or anything. <laughs> She wasn't. She was pretty reluctant about trying to kill us. And that was after I covered her in soup, so her restraint is to be admired, really. I mean, really, she might just not be trying to kill you now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The lesser of two evils. You're sure we don't die in real life if we die in here, right? The fickleness of the Maximoff twins. I'm like 80% sure. (laughs) Brain girl, you're okay to come with us? She kind of smiles genteelly and she says, Oh, I'll be all right. I don't want to leave my love's side. <laughs> oh, for a second, I was in the first class backups and with her and Wanda. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, totally. I edge over awkwardly, making sure there's room for Kitty between us. <laughs> Leave room for Kitty. That's what they say at school dances. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I, she can just phase. 
Okay. Which is why students agree to it. <laughs> hey, fireworks, want to light up that tunnel? I was already doing Chloe things, man. Oh, okay. I apologize for stealing your thunder, Havoc. Yeah. Okay, so we uh, we head into the uh, now lit by one PC or another tunnel. Right, so you, you make your way down these Sparks kind of pops. rough stone it's a steps. It's whatever, we're good. Um, and you find this, this kind of old, dilapidated dungeon, but there's this circle of stones in the wall and this big swirling portal. And uh, with your skills of magic, the two genies can kind of tell that, yeah, this seems like it goes to another realm. Uh, it looks like it's not fully active. It kind of needs to be activated to function. Okay. I feel like we have enough magic within our, our genie forms <laughs> yeah. to make that happen. Now, Let our powers combine. No, wait, wrong <laughs> franchise. Fire. <laughs> Just fire four times. Right. I don't know. I think I could probably pull off heart in this equation. Fireworks. I guess it'd be air. now. Okay, I re- I'm trying to remember. I just want a monkey. Were I we... think it would be really cool to have a monkey. I could teach it to surf. You could surfing monkey. Right? You How know, good would that be? There's no rule in the International Surfing League bylaws that says a monkey can't surf. There actually totally is. They had to make it a couple of years ago because of some 5C. guy. Oh, right after that, surfing is, monkey swept the competition. Is some guy you MVP it's most thing. valuable primate. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Okay, now, I'm trying to remember. I know we got that vision of Gene being kidnapped. Was there a Cyclops analog we should also probably be saving? Um, I think Cyclops is supposed to be a party member based on the way Gene's acting. It it seems that one was programmed in, but somebody else has taken that role in mustache. Ah, I see, I see. Wearing the mustache of authority. Uh, The mustache of romance, in fact. I am uncomfortable with this. (laughs) It really makes you look mature. I feel like I could really, like do the pirate captain thing maybe like in space someday space pirates oh man that's just lame who would ever believe that i think you'd Uh, like have had enough of space (laughs) well i mean that wasn't even really quite properly space there were balconies what's wrong with balconies in space so much oh my god (laughs) nope not hearing it so uh hey jubes you uh ready to to light this thing up everybody ready the lesser-known Beatles song. Let's cook it. All right. We both Damn rub it, our hands together, as one often does in X-Men Evolution, before using powers, yeah. and then uh, send our yellow and pink energies into the very fabric of the cosmos. Okay, so the portal begins powering up, and... Uh, Man, I hope uh, this is how it of, works. It goes, shoom, and opens up into kind of a transpatial tunnel that it's extending into the wall. Um, is and, it wireframe? Uh, yes. Cool. Uh, Sweet. Um, and they're kind of eddying waves of energy in it. Still rendering. And uh, one of the floor tiles lights up in this bright white rune right underneath where uh, Julie is standing. Huh. Is it supposed to do that? You think about it for a second and it's like, oh, somebody has to stand on that to keep the portal open. So clearly one person is going to have to stay behind to keep the portal open. So if everybody else is going to go through. Well, one member of our party exists only in virtual reality, so we might want to ask her to do it. Oh, Jean's still with us. (laughs) Then then we cut to Jean just kind of smiling, not quite knowing what you're talking about. (laughs) You know, I feel like we could just put a rock on this. We need you to stay here. This is your kingdom. They, like, need you and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, like, send Scott to visit or something. Uh, She kind of looks at you and says... It will be heartbreaking to see my love go away, but I will do what I must to continue the kingdom. Cool. Thanks, Gene. Oh, man, this is so uncomfortable. Finger guns from everyone. Just one more kiss before you go, my love. 
I um Don't I break have, her heart. I have shorts. a cold and it might be contagious. I'm gonna jump through the portal. <laughs> All, right. All right, Alex jumps through the portal and goes. Uh, you kind of see his body just kind of go like into I, a whirl and, and disappear. Yeah. I, I feel, given the nature of next X-Men and homoeroticism, like one of the remaining girls has to kiss Jean goodbye. Oh, I was going to go with all of uh, those, but... Okay. All right. Standards and practices shut down that uh, request. Oh, oh. Oh. Microphone, Max. Yeah. <laughs> Blow a kiss as I jump into the portal. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I give a little wink and a tiny path of explodo as I jump through. All right. Jubilee? Screw it. I give her a kiss. <laughs> a Hershey's kiss sponsoring this episode. <laughs> what if I ever going to have this chance again? <laughs> so you could, oh, you could start to lean in as it zooms to the portal. <laughs> yeah, that works. You can do it, can, you can you get get away with a kiss lean. <laughs> Quick cut. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then the screen entirely fades to white. <gasps> When we fade back in, we're inside the computer room at the mansion. The four of you are lying on the floor, still wearing the headsets, um, and you're all entirely exhausted, but you look like yourselves again. You're like, what smells like burning hair? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, <man. laughs> wow. Now that, that was a trip. And by trip, I certainly don't mean any drug reference that wouldn't fly in a cartoon. I mean, we went to a place and then came back. I feel like we just hotboxed the internet. <laughs> and by hotbox, you mean, you mean something. This box was totally hot. Yeah, you gotta get a better coolant system in here, Kitty. <laughs> that was so cool, Kitty. Gotta hand it to you, Pride. Not a bad way to spend a whatever day this is. And you guys handled yourselves better than I thought you would. You're gonna make great X-Men. Someday. <laughs> I, I'm in too good a mood to be annoyed at that. She's winking, though. The, uh, yeah. Wait, freeze the frame on the high fives. <laughs> the door to the computer room uh, opens. Scott Summers walks in and says, Alex, what are you doing here? Oh, my gosh. What happened? Brotherhood. <laughs> I'm going to put a hand on the and be like, bro, you are never going to believe the day we have had. <laughs> Jubilee is looking around awkwardly. And credits. credits. Scott's <laughs> leaning on his visor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So that was a thing. That was a very that special was... summer special. <laughs> oh, man. Maximum asshole kitty. When you said, Logan, when you said we weren't going to expect what happened, you were 100% correct. Absolutely. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that was great. Oh man! I don't know how we're going to top this next year. (laughs) (laughs) What other X properties are there to abuse? Well, there's the whole multiverse. That's true. I was going to go with the anime where you just sit around and don't do anything for four hours. But we'd all have so many teeth. I I think Extreme X Men has a lot of possibilities. Yeah, I like that. The the universe hopping one, not the (laughs) one that has the actual (laughs) surfer. And there's always Wolverine in the X Men. So thank you all so much for coming and for playing. And Logan, again, thank you very, very much for being our guide through the horrifying and terrifying and adventure-filled world of Bayville, New York. Especially with all of our characters being largely motivated by blowing things up and or being apparently high in Havoc's case. <laughs> like, uh, keeping that story on track, very impressed. I'm not high, explos- I'm just vague. <laughs> it's a good thing all your explosions were digital. It's true. Yeah. Much safer that way. Thanks for keeping us entertained and largely contained. Thank you. Well, thank you all for playing. You are a wonderful uh, bunch of maniacs and kidding. <laughs> and before we head out, where can folks find a lot of you online and at conventions and around? Uh, you can find me as at Logan Bonner on Twitter. 
that's my main home on the internet. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Amazon Chic, C-H-I-Q-U-E, because I hate having a brand that's easy to manage. And you can find me at waiting for the tea at tumblr.com and I love television zines.com. And we will link to all of those in the visual companion to this episode. Meanwhile, Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men is recorded in Portland, Oregon and produced by Kyle Yount, host of the Godzilla podcast, Kaiju Cast. And new episodes of our show, most of which are completely different from this one, come out Sundays on iTunes, Stitcher, and at explainthexmen.com. Check out explainthexmen.com for all kinds of extra content, visual companions to every episode, along with interviews, fan art, X-Men evolution recaps, reviews, and more. Our show is totally listener-supported. If you'd like to help us stay on the air and ad-free and occasionally doing weird, weird weird stuff like this check out the patreon link at the top of explain the x-men.com next week we'll be coming to you live from rose city comic-con with special guests greg pack and cullen bunn 